on because I got Joker in the body. Here we go. All right, okay. I don't know if he's coming in. Well, anyway, start the show and I'll speak to you later. www.toontalk.co.uk or you can call the show live at 0191 538 9781 or if you want to find us anywhere just go to Toon Talk and you can actually listen back to the show at whatever your convenience and if you want to listen to it on any handheld device just go to novaradio.co.uk and you can listen to any device any other method just go to www.toontalk.co.uk and you can listen back to this listen to the show live wherever you are. Well, I'm going to bring my regular guest, my regular co-commentator. It's Neil Mitchell calling for Dubai. Good evening, Neil. Evening, Andrew. You're hiding in the cupboard again, aren't you? No. I'm <laughs> you sound like ready. You, you sound like you bloody are, mate. Jesus. I know. Yeah. What a way to end the season, eh? And I'm so oh, delighted. I'm so delighted that we've just stuck it up. Everybody, everybody who's doubted <laughs> all season. Absolutely, we've had the lot. When we were doing... Doing badly, it was Rafa didn't know a thing. Then when we were doing well, we should have been doing better. Then it wasn't enough to get promoted. We should have been winning the league at a canter. And now we've actually gone and won the league, and they're still trying to throw stuff at. You know, it, it, it's it's absolutely ridiculous. But we can sit there. What will the record books show? Well, the record books will show Newcastle United won that league. It's the third time we've won the league in the bounce. There's a the thing. <laughs> um, and and that's all that matters is is, is what will go go in and. Um, I'm sure people all over the place like me were, were doing, trying to find unusual ways to follow what was going on at St James's Park and um, absolutely amazing scenes at the end of the day. I think that's the one thing I took from it. Must have been I was um, actually working at a local um, uh, car place, so for Nissan. Mm. So it was, you know, for me, I was. It was interesting what, listening to what was happening because, you know, to me it didn't really matter. What happened at our game? Because I always believed we were going to win anyway. But mm. um, it was just, you know, the, the fans made such a present start, and a lot of things swirling around. If, if uh, Rafa Benitez was going to meet with Mike Ashley the next day or during the ga- during the ga- after the game, it got a bit nonsensical, really. But mm. but the, the the great thing is that we, you know, love to see Dwight Gale come back and score a goal. A tremendous first goal from Ayosi Perez. That was. To me, that was just like West Brom, and uh, we mm. scored a goal against West Brom. And um, you know, 
everything that could have happened that you wanted to happen went so good and I was actually <laughs> I did have a, I had a feeling of near the well, last 20 minutes so that Villa have always got a goal in them and uh, but of course Lindsay, Lindsay uh, Hipgrave got in there before me just I was just about to put it in there and she mm. put it on there and then all of a sudden the last minute well let's talk about let's talk about Brighton that goalkeeping error was a thing of beauty well <laughs> it, we had that Let's go back through the whole of the Brighton game. Yeah. They got a penalty, um, which they they've had averaged a penalty every four games, mate, this season. I mean that 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 really stinks. I'm sorry. I don't care what anybody says when you compare the two. When you when you look at the the other team that's got the most penalties after them, I think Fulham have had ten. Okay, so and and Fulham have had as many shots and as many goals as we have. And so that gives you an idea of what's been going on here, is that we, we've been creating and pressing and controlling games and we've just not had any joy out of officials whatsoever. And that's one of the big things that stands out about this division. We were told by the Burren lads here last season, the thing you'll enjoy the least is the Hold on a second, I'll just sit back and... Can, hold on, Neil? No worries, mate. I'm going to try and get... Uh, oh, it's a look here. Um, Let's see if it works. <laughs> <laughs> Not very good to experiment live on air, mate. I tell you. Yeah, it's. Uh, Don't it's work with uh, Joe from. And I pressed the button to get him to come on, but it. It's a look. Great stuff. Can you hear him, Neil? I can't. You can't hear him. No. I can hear you. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Let's see if it's. Uh, uh, I better. I better do the drum roll. Uh, hopefully we can. It'll. Hopefully we do the. We can. Uh, it'll. People will be able to hear it. I'm not sure they can, but let's give it a go anyway. But um, that's just be one moment. I just have to get my. There we go. Okay. So if that's the thing here. I'm, I'm sure my audience will tell me if they can if they can hear you from uh, on Skype. But uh, I'd like to bring in uh, Joe Morrison. He's uh, he's from uh, live television. Uh, and he's in football. Um, he's in Dubai, Bombay, Oslo. He's everywhere. Good evening to you, Joe. How are you? Not too bad. So you must you must be over the moon, just like um, Neil is. After what happened yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Yes. What do you think, Neil? Is it, do you agree with Joe that the, that the fact that you know it is a second division, we shouldn't be backslapping it? Yes, it's an achievement, but 
Newcastle shouldn't be in this situation anyway. Well, I mean, obviously, I kind of hear what Joe's saying, but I get Gary's point totally. It's a division we should not have been in. We'll put ourselves in that position. Um, it's the second time we've done it under this owner, and this is the big thing for, for Mike Ashley now is to say, look, what is your ambition? Do you want to see us do this again? To be honest, though, I think we should also be allowed to enjoy it, however. Um, it, it, it's Yes, it's the second division, or the old second division, as I still call it. And, mm-hmm. and yeah, we shouldn't be in that league. And to be fair, neither should Bloody Sunderland next season. It's not a division either the two North East teams should be in. But the reality is we were, and we've done what we had to do with the first chance of asking. Is, is when you look at teams who are still in this division, Leeds, um, Nottingham Forest, by the skin of their teeth, and other former Premiership teams who are absolutely and totally stuck in this division. Um, it's not right. And uh, so to get out of it the first attempt, I think we, do, we, sh- we should at least allow ourselves to enjoy that. But what Joe's point Joe's making is quite right. We shouldn't have been there in the first blinking place. Mm. Well, he, he kind of agrees. He, well, he he wants us, to, uh, Joe. He just wants us to obviously look to enjoy the moment of of this of getting out of this league. But um, what Neil says, but uh, things I don't think anybody. Unfortunately, because your Skype is not linked to my um, concert, I'm not sure anybody can hear you at the moment. But if you, uh, obviously, I don't think you can call back on you. Regular, regular number, but um, I don't. If Neil can't hear, that means nobody else can hear. Um, but unfortunately, I, I, mine's not linked to my console, unfortunately. But, but I, you know, I, I get your point. I think um, when it comes to Newcastle, I'm, I'm of a similar. Well, obviously, I'm not, sh- not sure that Neil agrees. But when it comes to Newcastle, we should never be in this league. It's probably the, the worst league to watch a football game. There's been little bits and pieces that you could say Newcastle. You know, were really, really good and attractive to watch. But you know, there is a reason why we were in, put into that league, and it's been twice now, obviously with with, with Mike Ashley. Um, Yeah, it, it, uh, what what he's saying here is that obviously it's a, it's the second division. It's a it's a tier where a lot of teams have gone to have gone to the graveyard. If you look at Leeds, especially like Neil just said, it, a lot of teams are going to are going to stay there for a while. And I think we can probably add Sunderland because I'll be shocked if Sunderland will come back within a year, maybe eighteen months. Uh, it depends on the, the new manager. I think well, if, if David Moyes did. But when it comes to Newcastle, what 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 he's saying, uh, Neil, is we should it, we shouldn't be celebrating because the fact is we can do better. We know we can do better. Um, I think that the one worry for me is most of that team. I think was brought up numerous times. Uh, the fact that that team. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. 
what Neil, what do you say is that Joe said is we're not a premiership squad. And no. do you agree with that? Um the, it, quite deliberately this was built to get us out with the division, job done. Uh, there's a lot of work to do over the summer to turn this into a premiership squad. A lot of work. And I think that's this is the um this is totally the um the argument about where we go from here is how ambitious is the owner does he match that of the manager and there's the um, there's the crux isn't it because we've got to turn this into a premiership squad and it's going to take a a number of players and some significant investments absolutely Uh, and that's now the challenge We've, we've risen to to face challenge number one um, and I think you might find some of the players that we've, we've brought in mm. will have been for a year they've done their job thank you very much lads see you later um, I, th- I think that we're, I think Rathra will be ruthless and I would expect nothing less because we're going to have to be to stay, in the, stay in, the div- in, the, in the division I think we've got it in we don't have it in this squad to, to, to pull off surprise results every week I think, uh, yeah, how, how, many, how many players do you think, well, you bring in there, Joe, because, you know, you, you have, that's the one thing I worry about, is if they if they can manage to bring in, well, you know, they're looking at Newcastle buying in the 10 million range for good players, you know, they're going to have to go significantly higher than that to bring in, you know, a, a team that can, um, you know, to, you know, start off in the middle of the table, really, really that's what I'm looking at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. The reach, the reach of Newcastle United, uh, Neil, is that you know what Joe was saying. The reach of Newcastle United is we're not like a Hull, we're not like a a Birmingham. You know, we're such a big club. We we should have we should have the resources. The worst thing the worst thing for me the worst thing about the worst thing I think about this is when you look at um, when you look at. The fact that how how this happened, how season after season, Newcastle, uh, you know, we struggle, and it even now it's about the money, Neil. Uh, mm-hmm. Seventy million, you know. Like, obviously, he never he went on TV at the weekend saying, "Well, I've never asked for, I've never asked for uh, seventy million. It could be any figure." The, but the numbers when you are see made. What Rafa Benitez has brought to the to the the region and the the, the kudos he gives to us. Mm-hmm. You know, he should he should be given anything to run the football inside of it, and I think that's what worries Joe. Cause I'm not sure Joe can be heard at the moment, but um, checking that out. But there's, um, there's two key factors think, here. One is Rafa Benitez must be given total control of everything. Um, well, just checking. I don't. <laughs> I'm just checking with uh, my guy in the 
in the studio to find out if you can be heard because you're in my you come into my Skype and I'm not sure my Skype doesn't uh, do my counts the only way you can normally come on is by ringing um, the number and uh, for your VPN but see if you can and uh, we'll, well, you'll be able to talk to it'll be more of a, a better debate uh, with me and Neil if you, if you call in uh, just on, reg, on the regular phone you know like it all right, thank you. Thanks, George. Sorry. We'll try that. Cheers. Well, we're going to try... Sorry, Neil. We're going to try and get Joe to come mm. back in a second so we can have this more of an inter interesting bit because I'm talking to you and uh, I'm telling you what he's saying. You can't hear him, hear him. So, you know, what he was... I think he got the gist of what he was saying, though, is that he... You know, it's... The way the, the way the Newcastle are... Yes, we've, we've won the league. We've got out of this dreadful league. But it shouldn't be celebrated, the, the fact that the, the club is so humongous, and now we're going to be we're going to be based. Uh, we've got now sponsors in in China, so it, you know the the reach we've got means we should we shouldn't be in this situation full stop. Well, no, we shouldn't. But I mean, it, it it that's all. You know, water on the bridge. We were in that position. We've had to get ourselves out of that position. And now we've got to make sure we don't go back into that position. And it, there's two key points. Rafa's got to be given total control, whatever he wants, in terms of getting players in, getting players out. Transfer matters. It's got to be his. Right. And the second thing is how much. Because these numbers, the 70 million, totally made up. Nobody said 70 million. Mm. Nobody. It's, it's all just, just educated guesses, shall we say. Okay. Now, I've got Joe Morrison uh, back on now, so Joe, can you hear me? <laughs> yeah, ah, I can. I want to hear, uh, hear Neil because I want a good scrap. <laughs> there you are, fella. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm very well, thank you. <laughs> I like so a good Neil. You tell him there, Joe, because obviously I was trying to tell him, but you tell him what you think. Uh, obviously, you, your, your statements you made, and then Neil can come back at you because you will. <laughs> Second division is not an achievement. It's the second division. Don't tell me anything else. It's League Two. And I know it's not title League Two. It's the second division. It's not the championship. It's the second division. The top division is the Premier League. Division One, it's the second division. It's not an achievement to come top of that for a club of our stature. And it is a Premier League club. No ifs or buts about that. Well, I would agree with you to that point, Joe. But at the same time, I think we should really just enjoy... Um, what something out of you know we, we should hopefully allow ourselves a little bit of a, um, a little bit of freedom. Nah, it, it, it's, it's an, it. it was an excuse. It was an excuse for me to have a Guinness at the weekend. That's all it was. Well, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, you know what it is. It's it's we've, we've had everything thrown up with this season. Like I said at the start of the show to, to, to Andrew. First it was, oh, Rafa's going to struggle. Oh, Rafa is struggling. You've lost a couple of games. And then it's so on and so on and so on. And then it was, well, once you, to the point where once we got promotion, it was, well, you should be, you, you should have won the league. Then now we have won the league. It should have been, well, you should have won it at the canter. And everything's been chucked that way. Brighton have had four seasons to have a go at this. This is the fourth time in and around the playoffs. And mm. they've built and built and built. They've got experience of it. We had to cobble something together to get out of the division. And there's no way this yes, know, is Premier, you, you, Premier League ready at all. So now there's the next hurdle we've got to get over. And you're right, we shouldn't have been in that situation, but we were. That's the situation that we did. Um, 
yeah to, to me to me it's like the it, it's the it's the lowering of your of your standards the lowering of your sights and i said to andrew and, and maybe it didn't come through with the with the technical problems but everywhere i travel in asia you know newcastle united obviously they were huge in the 90s in in asia uh, and the indian subcontinent that's not quite as much so but you can still step off a plane in bombay you can step off a plane in singapore and i do and there is a well-supported Newcastle United Supporters Club in those kind of places. There's not for, for Hull or Middlesbrough, mm. and, and I don't think there isn't, even is for Sunderland or these kind of things. So what I'm trying to say is that the club itself is a Premier League club, and we all know about the malaise and the mismanagement and all the rest of it. The manager, by the way, is not a top manager. He's a world-class manager, world-class. The squad, I'm sorry, isn't. And it's just about, you know, is that what we've come to? And that was the first thought that crossed my mind. Miserable, you can call me miserable if you want. <laughs> that was the first thought that crossed my mind when they were, were sealed as the, as the championship winners yesterday. It was like, is this what we've come to? Everyone's jumping up and down because we've won the championship. Take championship out of the, out of the, the title. We've won the second division. The second division, man. Seriously, is that where we're at in terms of our level? I think because we're so, I think because we're so desperate to get anything, and I think the the fans have been suppressed because we have been really, if you think about it logically, we've been suppressed. We haven't. I can't remember unless you had the the night when we beat Barcelona, where I've been full as a supporter have been so full of joy about watching my team and actually be well probably the the, the, FA, the FA Cup wasn't it with Chelsea where we got to the semi-final I would probably think Tottenham was the closest we've got to real joy uh, when it comes to you know get getting to a trophy and I think a proper trophy the, by the way yeah a proper the, trophy. winning the FA Cup is yeah. an achievement yeah I just think I don't want anything but I think I wouldn't have been jumped. I don't think I would have been jumping up and down yesterday. Well, I know I wasn't. I, I, when I when I saw the when I saw the the, the last minute goal by Greenwich going, I just remember going. I remember got my fist together like yes. But I, I don't think I would have been. Obviously, you saw. Oh, oh yeah, and hey, saw the pitch hey, Andrew, I wouldn't have been. We been we, we won down. the championship on the back of um, Brighton not getting the getting the points that they required to win mm. the championship. Yeah. So, so that's even let more of a reason to to not celebrate it. Yeah. I think I think uh, I don't need agrees, but when it when it comes because the players we've got aren't God, I hate to say it, but the quality I think what we've had when we had the the, the times where we we could you know naturally dream, I think anything to give them a boost. Those fans I think gave it to them yesterday. They've been with them every every single week, fifty odd thousand Joe, every single week, which I think Correct. I would in never, the championship. Yeah, in the championship. championship. Yeah. Yeah. In exactly. the championship. Yeah. Yeah. And that the thing You is, know, I, I um obviously to, to hope, back back in um back in the day, as the saying goes, back in the day. Um back in my day when I used to travel covering the games when I was actually in the UK I can remember doing a match, uh, Blackburn against Arsenal. I think they had 11,000 there, albeit a midweek game. Um, 11,000 Blackburn, and Blackburn were in the, obviously in the Premier League at that time. 
And, um, you know, so when you put it in perspective like that and, you know, look, uh, I love Blackburn fans and I'm sorry that the club has gone down. When you put it in that kind of perspective, that's the point I'm trying to make. Newcastle need to believe, and I'm not talking about fans because of course they do. I'm talking about senior level management. I'm talking about everyone around that. They need to believe, look, this is a Premier League club and everything has to be done towards that. And it's not about financial issues you know you might say oh he, look he's not spending the money yes i understand that you're absolutely correct he's not spending the money that maybe he should be spending the fact of the matter is newcastle is not in anywhere near the financial predicament of a lot of clubs in the bottom half of the premier league i.e debt huge debts well, how come no like obviously i know neil knows that for this one but as like I, because i i agree with you i must admit more and more um, joe when it comes to newcastle it is it is it's we're such it's such a humongous club in Britain it's a waste of and the world. And I don't understand. I can't understand it. When you look you look at the Chelsea's, you look at the Man U's, you look at the Man City's, um, yes, they're they club the Arsenal's, you can probably put Arsenal in there. But when it comes to being the the one city, the one club city that, that we are Correct. I can't Correct, which is a big thing by the way. Right, exactly. I can't understand, even though it's two bids being made for Newcastle United in Dub- from the Dubai area, why anybody hasn't come in to take over that club. Now, I don't understand Be- that. Because I, it's I, the I value. It's the it. value that's put on the club. Even, the value that's put then, on the club is too high. Yeah. It is, but I still don't understand. Like, probably, what we're, look, what we're looking at now, because of what Newcastle... The way they're heading, the way they've gone, to, you know, to China, you know, the the only thing I can say now is that the fact that they've gone that route, they're going to announce in the next couple of days who it is. I don't know if you know who it is, there. I, I I kept on thinking somebody, somebody mentioned it was Fun Eight Eight Eight, but I believe that's not true either. But um, nobody. No, I don't know. People don't seem to know, but I think it's this is the sad thing about it. If somebody comes in. It looks like it'll, be, it'll come from that region of China, and, and this is the problem. If you look at if you look at Birmingham, they, a lot of mm-hmm. these clubs, uh, probably the Venkies are probably the exception with, with with Blackburn, but you know a lot of these consortiums are coming in and they're buying the clubs very very cheaply. Like you know, I think even West Brom wasn't very much money, was it? Um, mm-hmm. Three hundred and ten million, whatever it was. But when it comes to Newcastle United. That's the difference. Mike Ashley puts a premium on what he thinks, but he's not li- obviously he's not living in the real world, is he, Jim? But, but the, the the fact of the matter is, Andrew, it's not a it's not it doesn't make business sense. Put yourself on the other side of the fence. You're that billionaire guy sitting in China, in India, wherever the case may be. Put yourself on that side of the fence. I can go and get a football club in the Championship plus debt. For let's say 100 million, you said, did you say West Brom was 100 and something yeah, million or something? Anyway, for 100 million, right? And I can take them to the Premier League. And even if I get relegated in my first season in the Premier League, I go back down with uh, what, what's the bottom club now? Is it 110 million or something? 109 million? Is that right? If you if you come bottom of the Premier League, um, so you know that's the kind of money that you're talking about. That makes good business sense. Newcastle United, what's he asking for? Quarter of a billion? 250 million? 300 million? You know, 300 million, right. So why are you going to pay for a club already? Why are you going to pay for a club that does not have a major tangible asset because the ground 
doesn't belong to Newcastle United Football Club. It belongs to the council. So they don't have a tangible asset except for the, the training ground, which is um, you know, probably not worth that much. He's already peeled off the, the, the biggest asset, which was um, uh, you know where the Gallagher station is there and, and the, the permission to build hotel and, and everything, the retail that came with that. So that tangible asset has been peeled off. So put yourself on the other side of the fence, Andrew. Why are you going to buy Newcastle United for 300 million with no assets, right? No, no assets that you can put against any leverage in the future. And instead, you can get a club plus debt plus playing squad for 100 million already in the championship. Put a few quid into them and take them up. Yeah. Doesn't make sense. It doesn't make business sense. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. But I think if. You know, if, if a Newcastle fan who just say, God, has all the money and no common sense, or, sorry, believes in you, that, that's the key thing, isn't it? That, that's the one thing I always cling on to, is that we're going to, we'll find, we'll get an owner eventually that has the interest of Newcastle United at heart. That's what's been missing. The only tangible thing I can think of now is because well, we've got this world-class manager, he... He might, the penny might drop with Mike Ashley. Um, well, yeah, in, in short term, yes, I, I hope that's the case. But I hate to burst the bubble, and that is that these guys um, that are, are, are knocking around the world with this kind of money, they don't give a damn, Andrew. It's not in their heart. They'll, they'll hold the shirt up and get the photograph, and they'll sit in the director's box with the scarf on and all the rest of it. They do not give a damn except about the money. Do you think they bleed black and white, the guys who are buying football clubs now? Do you think the, do you think the Man City, I mean, it's, it's well known that the Man City guys, uh, the uh, Abu Dhabi Royal family bought into Manchester City, uh, they originally wanted Liverpool, and it just wasn't available to them. Yep. You know, so, so there's no loyalty. There's no, you're never ever in modern football going to get an owner now um, that bleeds black and white, unless you are telling me that there's a billionaire uh, who's been <laughs> living quietly in Wall's End. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> That's a fair point. You know, the, the, you have to see what the, the culture of supporting football is outside of the UK. I mean, particularly because Joe would tell you here in, in the Middle East, they'll jump on a winning horse. You know, I, I very, very much remember the day of the Bayern Munich Borussia Dortmund um, Champions League final. I've never seen so many Borussia Dortmund shirts in, in, in Dubai before or since. <laughs> and, and, and it's ridiculous. It's plainly ridiculous. And I actually said that to a couple of pals over here. I said, let's see if we can count how many uh, Dortmund shirts we've seen downtown. And it was, it was ridic- properly ridiculous. Um, and that's what they do. This is the only part of the world I've ever seen a half-and-half half Barcelona Real Madrid shirt. And, and there, there's somebody who just <laughs> doesn't get it and just doesn't yeah. understand it at all. Um, and it's all about trophy cabinets. It's almost like a FIFA generation style of I'm, I'm going to pick my best players on that stats on FIFA and I'm going to support the winning team. Um, it, it, it's why clubs like Liverpool, for example, have a huge fan base here in the Middle East because in the 70s when Liverpool were were where it was at football-wise, and they were winning European titles and all kinds, um, they developed a fan base out here, and they used to come out here. And so that's... Yeah, it was actually... Um, 
Yeah, you're right. It, it was actually TV was the, was the biggest thing. That's why you have such yeah. a huge Liverpool fan base in um, in Asia. That in the, in the 80s and early 90s, the only live football games that they got before the advent of Premier League being broadcast was um, uh, FA Cup finals. Would you believe? So the FA mm-hmm. Cup itself wasn't broadcast live, but the finals always were. So in particular, the 80s. Um, that's where Liverpool built their following because out here in this part of the world in Asia, it was the only it was the only teams we could see. Yeah, I think uh, that, that that's the I think it's actually creeping in more and more this fair weather fans business with a lot a lot of uh, outside traders are now doing the half and half scarves. That's just suddenly started to get you know get involved. The one thing I I did find funny yesterday when you know when it comes to Newcastle. Brighton, the vendors outside had the uh, scarves ready um, for Brighton uh, champions, <laughs> and you can imagine <laughs> they went in. They would have went in there with them scarves on. <laughs> I just, I, I just want to meet the grannies, right? That have to unpick the Brighton champions scarves. They, they must be at that for months now, unpicking those Brighton championship champion scarves. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I saw the. the I there'll be a factory. The... There'll be a, there'll be a sweatshop somewhere, <laughs> Neil. I bet you a, a sweatshop full of grannies, right? Full of eighty-year-olds unpicking Brighton champion scarves for the next three or four months. Believe me, yeah, they'll get they raided be. somewhere. They'll be back, yeah. they'll be back. Well, they'll probably change into the Premier League, won't they? <laughs> That's what will happen to make sure they come back up. But what's what's been obviously with with Rafa being in there, Joe? What's what's been your take this year? on how Rafa's dealt with, really, you know, he's had to deal with Mike Ashley, he's had to deal with... Well, I think, I think, put it this way, managers who coach are a dying breed, um, and I really believe that, and Rafa, I think, is is one of them, and that's where I have uh, huge respect for him in that particular regard, because, and when I say that, I'll, I'll, I'll qualify it now, basically... Uh, many managers now at the top end of the game, so whether you're, you're top of the Premier League, top of the Bundesliga, Serie A, La Liga, they are man managers. That's all they are now. Mm-hmm. They don't they don't put the co- uh, the cones out like uh, the, the managers used to do even 10 years ago, not mind 20 or 30 years ago. They are just man managers. They have a coaching team that are putting the drills on every day, putting the training sessions on every day, and the manager just stands back, picks the side. Um, does his man management and manages the egos and that's the hardest bit and obviously that's where Rafa got a lot of flack with regards to Real Madrid you know they said he couldn't manage the egos so uh, but Rafa Benitez still and from um, players that uh, I've had on the show from uh, Liverpool that played under him in particular you know they said he was very hands-on in coaching now obviously I worked under Sir Bobby Robson it was exactly the same he didn't stand back he was very hands-on in the coaching that's just not the case with many of the managers. I love Pep Guardiola. He's exactly the same, you know, very hands-on in terms of the coaching. So um, you're going to have to do that at championship level. Um, managing egos is a lot easier <laughs> at championship level when the kind of players that you've got in your squad than it is managing the egos of Ramos and Ronaldo and, and uh, all the rest of them. So, um, I mean, look, he... Uh, he, he He's got that in his blood, and I think his experience in the northwest of England with Liverpool stood him in such good stead about understanding the psyche of uh, of us. We have a different psyche to to say 
uh, <laughs> to the, the Southerners. Um, and I think his time on Merseyside stood him in good stead to really understand that. So when he made that decision and said, look, I'm staying, uh, you know, that endeared him to, to, to everyone, didn't it? To, to say that I'm not going down with this ship, I'm going to stay with it. Uh, sorry, I'm not going to abandon this ship, I'm going to go down with it. Um, I think endeared him to, to everyone, certainly endeared him to me anyway. Yep. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's, it, we've got to look at the, the, the language that he's used all along about projects, and he's using it again. Um, and he obviously sees a bigger, bigger vision. Um, and I think it's been, it was tested in January. There's no doubt about that. There was obviously things underlying in there, and that, that's one of the challenges for this summer. And it needs to be sorted at the start of the summer in the next two, three weeks. Um, but what an immense, you know, personal uh, tribute to the man. As you say, he didn't didn't jump off the ship. He went down with it and he's brought it back up. And fair the timing was perfect, by the way, Neil. The timing was mm. perfect for both parties because yes. Rafa Benitez had to build a little bit of his reputation, you know, um, with regards to uh, when he came back to England. Um, that reputation was shattered quite a bit in terms of his time at Real Madrid. So I think that the project was perfect for him at that particular time. So it, it's going to come down to money. It's as simple as that. And I've read well, today, yes. is, it, is it 70 million or 100 million? 100 million is nothing in Premier League terms now. What does 100 million get you? It's a, a half-decent, middle-of-the-table striker. It's 30 million quid now. Mm-hmm. So, you know, what, what's 100 million going to get you? <laughs> it's... It, it, there's going to have to be some very smart moves made in sort of who, who can you pick up on end of contracts, who can you pick up who've had release clauses triggered. It, 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 it's going to take loans. shrewd operating. And, we, and loans, yes, we might have to accept that too. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I personally don't have a problem with it. It happens all the time in the Italian top flight. So, yeah, you know, we'll we have to be grown up about it um, and accept where we're at, I think um, it is a huge challenge because the squad's nowhere near Premier League ready. And no, so no, it needs to no. need, need, need so operate like Benitez to do it. Yeah. How many players do you think Joe are going to need? Because, you know, look at that team, you can, you, know, you can look at Gale, you can imagine a team who wants to get back in, back in the Premiership could look 11. <laughs> 11. We're going to need 11. <laughs> <laughs> to, to be blunt, look, there's, there's players who've performed really well this season, but I keep coming back to it. It's the championship. And it's the championship for a couple of reasons. One is the standard is not quite as good. And secondly, the type of football, and, 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 uh, and I hope this comes across in the right way, the type of football is just that bit different to the Premier League. Sometimes... You do have to go to games and just, as I call it, bump and grind, you know, just sort of be a little bit rough and tumble to get the result. The Premier League is moving further and further away from that now. There's not many matches which are bump and grind anymore. Uh, you get that in the championship. So a player that's, that that's, that style of play is suitable for in the championship, he might be completely outplayed in terms of skill level in the Premier League. So, you know, it's a different type of player as well, never mind a, a better quality player. I think that that's going to be the to me it's the biggest issue. The, the, the one thing I took from yesterday was um, I, I knew that I should be there anyway, and I 
the fact that he was, you know, he was smiling, he was happy, and at the end of the game you saw a picture of him uh, with Rafa uh, and Lee Charnley. Um, it's been interesting that couple of weeks with Mr. Charnley, isn't it, Joe? It's like you, you never, and I, I think that's why we look at the Rafa factor being so huge, because whatever happens in Newcastle, he always comes out and says the right thing, and if, like you know, as soon as he, as soon as the, the arrest of Lee Charnley came out, he said. Rafa said the next day, oh, that was seven years ago, whenever this issue was. And it's, mm. he just, he's one of these people, that's why he's perfect for Newcastle, because he, he's been there, done it, he's got the, he's got the yeah. T-shirt, and he's hey. the type of person that could out-talk. Oh, yeah, I, 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 saw that, um, I saw that interview as well, actually. Hey, you've got to remember, he was sitting and answering the press uh, during that whole dog's dinner of a time at Liverpool yeah. um, with uh, uh, Tom and uh, what was the what was the other guy Gillette. called? I can't even remember. Uh, yeah, Hicks and Gillette. Um, he, I don't know if you've ever been in a press conference at the Bernabeu, but believe me, <laughs> it's it's um, it's hostile to say the least. So um, when you've been through that, you can answer questions from the uh, from the the Northeast Press or, or even the National Press, never mind the Northeast Press. Yeah. They even gave me a stand ovation yesterday, which I thought was uh, probably, I'm not going to say it's happened before, but I think when Sir Bobby was there possibly, but, uh, you know, that, you know the, the fans, the, the press, they all get it, don't they? It's like we're all being swept along with, with the Rafa factor, which even when Sir Bobby was here, yeah, we, we, we liked it, we enjoyed it, but I think with Rafa, he, he's just, you know, there's so much respect there. and He, he, wants, he, to gets do it. It. he wants to do he it right. He gets it, Andrew. Yeah. Because of that time, as I said before, at Liverpool, he gets it. He gets the psyche. I mean, um, you know, uh, I, I would almost go, as far, almost, almost go as far to say as that ourselves and Scousers have a very similar mentality, you know, a very similar uh, psyche. And he understands that. He understands, you know, what is expected. He understands... Um, the typical, uh, not the typical fan, but the average fan, if you like, in the northeast, you know. So um, you know, he gets it. He just gets it. Yeah, Neil. I think uh, when you look at it, Neil, with the fact that he came in, I think the only thing that obviously, I think a couple of weeks ago, we were all worried that this is going to come up now, the, the Ashley thing now. But the, I think one thing I'll take from it, Joe. Yes. It was we won the league. Yes, it's it's it's, it's okay. You know, it's it's, mm. it's 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 spawned a uh, it's got but it's got people happy. But uh, it helped Rafa as a as a club with in these negotiations with Mike Ashley. I think if we just if we had you know won yesterday and Black Brighton had just you know uh, got got what they got what they to do. I think the fact that it it created that crescendo, which I agree with you, Joe, when it comes to what it really, in, you know, in a, in a big club mentality, well, it's, it's nothing, is it? But when it comes to persuading somebody who's always had Newcastle by the balls, in essence, normally, um, mm. that this, this, that reaction, him sitting there, listening to that reaction, because he hasn't had that reaction with any other manager, Probably apologies mm. when, we, when we're doing well, we're, we're getting close to top four. But I don't think he's, he would have felt what he felt yesterday if with any other manager 
but the fact that it, it was, I think, I think that will add more um, credit for Rafa, Joe. Uh, for, for Rafa personally, are you saying? Yeah, I, think, I just think yeah. the fact that as yeah, he was I, sitting there and he, he heard that reaction of the fans, with it's, you know, the, everybody went completely nuts, so the noise is tremendous. Yeah. He would have heard that. He may think the same way you and me think when it comes to, oh, it's, it's the bloody championship. But the, the fact, I actually believe that he thought that because he, he, that was the first time he actually came to St. James' Park this season. Yeah, I mean, I think that, um, I, I still believe that he has earned more credit from our fans um, by staying with Newcastle when they went down than he did by winning the championship. That's my belief. Yeah, I agree. I think I just like Neil. When it comes to the, when it comes to the, did you, what I just said before, do you agree with that? Because I think we we never really, you never know what's going on in Mike Cassie's head. But and I'll get to Joe in a second. But the fact that he's now sending he's sending people out to China to get these deals that he obviously couldn't would never have got if we had stayed in, stayed in this league, the fact that we're, we know, we're able to... The fact that we've got this sponsorship and it's going to be announced soon, I think, mm-hmm. is to do with the fact that we found out now we're definitely going up. But and it, it come, to me, a couple weeks ago, it come across like, oh, we're not going to get anybody. They're, going to struggle, they're struggling to get um, somebody to, to buy this sponsorship. But if you had backed Rafa when he needed backing... We could have been up, God, six, seven weeks ago. Well, do you know what? If, if, and if my auntie had balls, she'd be my uncle. We can talk about <laughs> ifs as much as we like, Andrew. Um, the so your auntie got balls, actually? Well, there you go, you see. <laughs> oh, the hell not. Um, have you checked? Look, it, 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 we can talk, talk about this conjecture as much as we like. It didn't happen. And, and one can only hope that when they sit down together, mm. Rafa can smile with a big "I told you so" smile, yeah. Yeah. and and he, and he then holds another key hand in the power. You're right. Some of these negotiations on the sponsorship is what I understand. Some of them is some of them were very dependent on Rafa Sadian, and very dependent not just on promotion back in the Premier League, but very dependent on having Rafa Benitez at the club as, as well. The timings on some of them were very critical. The timings for the shirt sponsorship, for example, we've obviously left that as late as physically possible because mm-hmm. normally that new shirt would have been unveiled at home on the last day of the season, yeah, and that hasn't happened. Yeah. I would imagine because there's none of them met, printed yet with the sponsorship on. I think we probably left that as late as physically we could. I have my own personal thoughts on that, but we'll, we'll, we'll see. Um, I know this, they have been out in China and have been linked with this yep. um, internet betting site and, and that subsidiary sponsorship. You look at Blinking Man United at the minute, they've got an official tractor sponsor, the official tractor of Man United. <laughs> uh, I mean, my <laughs> God. So? I didn't know that. Yeah, I think so. Uh, and, and, and that's the level we're going to. This is, it's a very Americanization of sponsorships. Yeah. You know, um, it, it's, yeah, but it's the, absolutely I, I, crazy. I, I, I just want to I just want to pour a little bit of cold water on that first though because um, the, the money still comes from TV right mm-hmm. first and foremost and I still have fans coming to me saying 
uh, oh, you know, like the, the, the fans are the, the lifeblood of the club, correct? And financially, we're the lifeblood of the, the club. No, you're not. That's no, just not, not true anymore. It was in the 80s, it was in the 70s, and it was all the decades going before that. It is not the same anymore. You just have a look, and, and I'm looking at it now. You have a look at shirt sponsorship in the Premier League. This is 2016-2017. Uh, uh, pick a team. Tell me any team. Southampton, 6 million. Now, how does 6 million, this is yearly, by the way, how does 6 million per year, right, measure up against 100 million for getting relegated next season from the Premier League? It's, it's, a, it's, it's a drop in the ocean. It's an absolute drop in the ocean. You want, you want some bigger clubs? Tottenham, right? Yeah. 16 million. So I don't care what they're going to China for, and I don't care what they're coming back with China, mm-hmm. from China with. It, is, it means absolutely nothing in the grand financial scheme of things, the shirt sponsorship. I wish you think, the thing is, I remember with that other awful sponsor we had, um, I think it was Newcastle got six, 15 million, because that includes the academy. So you can, you can imagine, yes, what, what figures are we talking about when it, you think when it comes to the... Because whatever happens, some, they're, they're going to spin it, is that it's, it's, a world, it's on par with Man City, you know, shirt sponsorship, which it won't be, because... You know they're not stupid in Man City either. You know they get it's the same. It's same with Chelsea, isn't it? They always come out and say, what? "Oh, the shirt sponsors worth forty million, whatever it is." Um, what figures are you thinking it could be, Joe? If well, well um, look, um, they've they've been promoted from the Championship. Um, yes, they've got a pretty decent. Uh, pretty decent. They've got a brilliant fan base. It can't even that's blasphemy, by the way, what I've just said. I'll go wash my mouth out with soap and water after this. Um, got a bloody brilliant fan base. So, I mean, you know, you look at, uh, let's take an Everton, for example, 5.3 million. I mean, Manchester City, you mentioned Man City. Uh, this is from totalsporttech.com, by the way, if anyone listening wants to, to go and check it out. Um, Man City, 20 million pounds a year. So, like I say, you put it into the grand scheme of things, you put it against television revenue, and relegation from the Premier League is 100 million quid, and Manchester City for shirt sponsorship are getting 20 million quid. So, you know, if, you, if someone comes back from China with 10 million quid, um, I would, uh, I'll go buy him a, a beer. Remember, you're listening live to Joseph Joe Morrison, is a TV anchor for 10 Sports, 10 Actions, and Sony 6, which provides live football coverage to the Gulf Indian subcontinent in Asia. So, when you when you are you impressed by that, you? <laughs> I was actually. I felt like I was on a game show. <laughs> I hope you're not going to ask me ask me questions here. Your chosen subject is no, shirt sponsorship. Um, yeah. Shirt sponsorship. Yeah. What do you think exactly. it's going to be, Neil? How much do you think it's going to be? What the shirt sponsorship? Well, the thing is, I don't. It's not just. It's not just going to be the shirt sponsorship, is it? It's going to be. Linked to the academy, and you can imagine. Yeah, the academy's peanuts, man. I just want an official agricultural vehicle sponsor. I think that would be brilliant. (laughs) What's the Chinese equivalent of John Deere? (laughs) I think that's probably who it is, you know. Uh, (laughs) I I bet it's a Chinese tractor manufacturer. They've got an an official tyre partner as well, haven't they? Uh, Yeah, I think they've got an official tyre partner and an official. Track that partner, and uh, that's the way we should go. 
we should go out our way to find the most unusual things that are very popular in Southeast Asia. <laughs> the official tuk, the official tuk tuk partner. When I bought the black and white tuk driving around various streets in, in Southeast Asia, I think that would be brilliant. <laughs> Who, who's been the one player that, su- that has surprised you this season at Newcastle? You know, who's the one that's impressed you uh, most of all? Joe, probably the easy one, I think. Oh, dearie me. Um, that's a tricky question. And that's a, it's not a tricky question because I'm sure you both have uh, your own answer. But um, just because, honestly, I haven't watched enough games. Um, and so, you know, and I like to make that kind of judgment over a long period rather than just, oh, I saw a match uh, two weeks ago and he was absolutely brilliant because that's not always the case. Uh, by the way, when I was back at Christmas time and saw the Boxing Day game, uh, it was just like, I didn't watch another Newcastle match for I think about two months after that. It was so desperate. Was it Sheffield Wednesday? I Sheffield think? Wednesday, yeah, because I was back for that I as think well, Joe. Oh, I was desperate, man, absolutely desperate. Um, so no, I wouldn't like to pick. I wouldn't like to pick someone out because I'd be making a flaky judgment. I would. The thing is, probably the one thing which Newcastle never had, actually in their history, uh, is a is a def- is a defender. I've got to give to Kieran Clark as a player of the season for me because when you look at when you look at the, the one player in that team and I think at the start people were, wanted to give uh, you know just Lascelles a lot of credit for what he's doing but it's funny as soon as you take Kieran Clark out of that team there's holes everywhere and I think for him you know for a player that when we bought him I think everybody laughed really but like. He'd be my standout. And the interesting thing next season is that whoever's in the championship can actually watch their games uh, live wherever they are. But you've got to pay, I think it's, it's going to be £2.50 a game to watch um, their own team in that in that league. Mm. That's something brand new coming out. I'm not sure if it's being sports who are doing it, but... Um, that's probably the, the, the same why, 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 why would they do that? Uh, people are, in this part of the world, as Neil testified, people are just ripping it for free anyway off the internet, you know. <laughs> Streams are getting yeah. faster and faster. TVs are getting, what are we on now? Ultra, super ultra HD or something yeah. like that. So all you've got to do is, is set a camera up against the TV and you've got it. Stream yeah, it yeah, around sure. the world. There's, 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 there's one bar in, in Albasha. Um, half of their screens are on streams, not just off satellite. Dish. Really? Uh, I, I, yeah. I hate to say this, I was with uh, Richard Scudamore. Um, mm. This was a month ago in Bombay, the, the chief executive of the Premier League, and he said it was one of their, their biggest battles at the moment was um, um, illegal streams because, mm. you know, I've just mentioned 10 minutes ago about the TV money being the primary, mm. the primary source of cash for all of the Premier League sides. Um, whether you're at the top, middle or bottom. Um, now, if illegal streaming gets worse, um, better if you're a fan, but worse from a business mm. point of view, then that's going to have an impact down the line in the next you know, few years on those income streams, so uh, those revenue streams for the clubs. I mean, I, I, use a, I use a Cody box out here quite regularly. Uh, Naughty. Yes, very bad. Bad man. Very bad man. There's a nice little man in in Murderfield come and set it up for you and everything. Give me six hundred euros. You need a lot. It's great. Well, I'm trying, Thanks, I'm man. I'm trying to say, if you have a corny box, 
Uh, this is what the rumor. This is what just come out of the press. Well, look, well, Tony Bob, they'll put you in prison. Well, the, the thing is that, um, you know, and, and I can speak from the other side, uh, which is someone who's in the, the, the TV broadcasting industry, and it, it is a huge um, issue with regards to my employers, you know. Um, mm. Now, it wasn't a big issue just, I was going to say five years ago, but I would say even less than that, three years ago, because certainly the places I broadcast to, um, the, 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 the quality and the reliability and the speed of, those, of the Internet connections was poor. Now, every single year that goes by, they're getting better and better and faster and faster, mm. which makes an internet stream um, much more watchable, which it wasn't five years ago. I would certainly, and, and I've you know, seen illegal streams over the last five years, um, I certainly would never watch uh, an illegal stream five years ago, not because of the morality of it, being in the industry, but simply because it kept it buffering, it kept dropping. It was, it was yeah. you know, it's, it's a pain in the ass, especially if you want to follow your team. So, but that's changing now, and it has to be addressed, you know. Yeah, well, it's better be than what we had yesterday, because there was, there was a handful of us in, uh, in Goodfellas, in Tikom, uh, of all places, and we had, we had the Villa game on one telly, and we had the commentary streaming through the club website on somebody's phone. And that's how we were keeping track of both games. It was brilliant. It was wonderfully old school. It felt like sort of peeking through the gaps in the fence. You know, you just can't quite see everything. Um, did, it, did it feel like you were going back to the sort of the Azteca Stadium in the 80s where the, the, the pictures and the order and the commentary I, weren't quite, quite yeah, synced and you quite felt a thousand miles, 10,000 miles away? And for some reason, one lad had, one of you, had, had, a, had a score app running on his phone and that was ahead of both games. So he knew everything before we heard it or saw it. It must have been <laughs> a betting website. Their first. I think, it, it, I think it was. I, I think it was a. I think it was a betting website running through a VPN on his phone. I. Also, also illegal, by the way, as well, kids out yeah. here. <laughs> yeah. The thing is, what, what, when it when it comes to what, what, how much do you think you'll get this year when it comes to the next transfer window? When it comes to Rafa. And who would you like to see come to Newcastle? I've got my guy that I would like to see in Newcastle, and that's Juan Mata. Who, 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 who could you see come to Newcastle and making us pop? You first, Neil. Well, there's a thing. I mean, we can talk, we can talk for guests that are blue in the face, Andrew. Nobody knows how much he's going to get. Nobody knows how much he's going to ask for. I suspect there'll not be a set figure. I suspect there'll be a range, and uh, and you'll have to box clever. Um, we need a combination, and and I think having this is the bonus of having Rafa. His players will come for Rafa. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I think they'll see the potential of the club, and they'll see the potential of the club under Rafa. Correct. And I think they would come for Rafa. And I, you know, matter. Could, is the type of player that I reckon probably would come for, for Rafa because he, he, he seems to be quite a switched on bloke um, Rafa's already made a couple of comments about players he had when he was in Napoli, how he got Rainer and, mm-hmm. and Higuain, so players are available and out there but you've got to be clever enough to get them um, I'd like to see him be in a position to act early like he did last season but this season you can act early and keep the momentum going because what stopped the last season was some of his targets went to Premiership clubs. And now we are a Premiership club again and so that shouldn't allow some momentum to be kept. 
Um, it's those kind of players that we like. I really, really would like to see with Sain a proper nasty git of a defender or a midfielder. Or somebody horrible. Absolutely horrible. It's too long since we've had somebody in the team that um, other teams hated and didn't like. And I think we need to look for somebody of that ilk. And there's not many of them out there. That's the problem. Um, not in, anyway, not that we're having, having in our club anyhow. And so, uh, I mean, the, 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 the players I would look at first um, are players that are wallowing on the bench at top clubs. Yeah. You know, um, they would be the first ones. And I would hope that Rafa and certainly his, uh, and, and Neil's absolutely right, I certainly hope his reputation would attract. You know, there's a lot of young players now who I think are ill-advised to go and, and play second fiddle and be bench warmers at top clubs. Yes, they're picking up a great pay package, but, you know, you're sitting there for two years. You might be damaging your, your international career, for example, you know. Um, you know, uh, Kieran Gibbs, how many, how many games has he played for Arsenal this season? You know, he's on the bench all the time, isn't he? Um, what's, that, the, what's the lad at Chelsea? Is it Bat- Batshuayi? At, um, Pachara, yeah. and, uh, at, uh, at Chelsea, you know, and another another bench warmer. Like these kind of players are, are quality players that could do serious damage. That are just sitting and wallowing, and probably, and this is what I like about these kind of guys, probably have a point to prove as well, you know. So give me an in. You what? You what? Then, so give me give me a player you would like to see in Newcastle. Who, who you think would be hey, I'll tell against? you the one I forgot as well, talking about bench warmers. Wayne Rooney. Aye. There's a name. Wayne Rooney. What is beyond the realms of possibility of Wayne Rooney coming to Newcastle? He, he's clearly his days are at an end at Manchester United. You know, what's he going to do? Mm-hmm. He's either going to do China for sack loads of money, but is Wayne Rooney a homeboy? No one knows that. He might be a homeboy. He might be the type of person who just would go like, you know what? I don't want to to go and play um, in a place like China. Yeah. I think he would. Right. I, I couldn't imagine him going to China. I think obviously. Oh, you'd go, he would go to China for five hundred thousand pounds a week. Believe me, <laughs> so would I. Seriously, the way the, the way they're chucking money around out there, Andrew. Anybody would go there if they were offered a contract. I think Costa seems set to go there. Um, and, 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 and 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 you know. I've met Wayne Rooney on a, on a few occasions. Believe me, there's that little bit in him as well. He's got that dog in him, which I like. And I've got no doubt, even though he toes the party line at Manchester United, I've got no doubt that he just has a little bit of something in him which says, like, I'm not finished yet. I'm not done yet in this league, you know. I, that, he, he has got that, I, I've got a point to prove, element in him. Interesting, that must have been interesting. Well, thanks I don't know what he... I, I mean... You know, I don't know what well, he was talking about. Actually, Joe, do you, obviously me, myself and, um, and Neil are available. But um, with, with your show, do you, do you have a, do you guys have a radio show that talks about all sports every day? No, 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 we don't. It's only TV. Yeah, I, I do. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I go on talk sport every now and again. So I'm saying every now and again. It's almost every week actually. But, um, <laughs> but, but no, not uh, not a radio element. No. Well, you know, what's your space? You never know what, what, what might happen. But thanks very much, Joe, for coming on the show. Appreciate Pleasure. you coming on. And, Thank uh, you, Joe. Get, get Neil, put Neil in his place on many occasions. I do like that. 
<laughs> no, good to talk to you both. Take care, lads. Cheers, Joe. Thank you, mate. Well, that was Joe Morrison, TV anchor for 10 Sports, 10 Action and Sony 6, which provides live football coverage to the Gulf, injured subcontinent and Asia. Great to have him on the show. And I'm going to bring in my next guest this evening. Uh, it's Graham Bailey, a football insider for thegamblingtimes.com and the football show on Sirius XM, XMFC. He writes a few transfer lines for the Sunday tabloids too. Good evening. Graham, how are you? Good evening, guys. How are you doing? Uh, you're, live, you're live with uh, Neil in Dubai as well. So, obviously, it's been a uh, Newcastle United, a successful Newcastle United season. Um, we won't, we'll talk about Middlesbrough later. <laughs> but tell me... Do oh, you we're fine. We don't need to. <laughs> do you agree with what um, what Joe said about, you know, it, you know the, the promotion shouldn't be celebrated because Newcastle is such a big club? Um, I, I think, no, of course it should be celebrated. It's it's always an achievement. I don't think, I don't think the way in which Newcastle did it, but really, really was uh, fitting with how they should have done it from the squad they had and and the budget. But hey, when when kickoff comes in August, it, this doesn't mean anything. Brighton and Newcastle have done it. Whether you come first or second in Championship, I don't really think means that means that much. And. Uh, all, all it was, all it was about was finishing in the top two, and that's what they've done. And the um, the hard work, well, it didn't start now. It started a few weeks ago for Rafa when he started meeting with uh, the hierarchy about transfer targets. And uh, yeah, um, it's going to be quite a busy, quite a busy few months for uh, the transfer team up there. That's for sure. I think the one thing I'll take, like I, I want to explain to, I can understand what he was saying, Joe. We're talking about Newcastle, but. Um, about it being not, it shouldn't have been celebrated as much as you can. That's the one thing I took is the fact that Mike Ashley was up there, and the reaction of the fans when it came to, you know, the final whistle when we found out we won champion, we were, we became um, champions. That to me would resonate more and give um, Rafa more bargaining power if we had obviously celebrated just promotion. That was it. It would be there'll be obviously a lot of clapping going on, blah blah. But the, the, possibly, the possibly. I, I don't I don't think Mike Ashley no, I don't think Mike Ashley's like that. I think um Mike Ashley's not one for sentiment. He he's still not amazingly amused, from what I understand, with the state of the Newcastle squad. Um it didn't come as a shock to him a few weeks ago that Rafa demanded eight new first team players, not just players, first team players. And it probably didn't shock Mike Ashley enough to, to know that Rafa wasn't sure that any of the 15 players he signed last summer would be long-term Premier League players for Newcastle United. And that doesn't surprise me, because I, I wasn't a big fan of what Newcastle did last summer. I thought it was weird, but it, they weren't good enough. And and that's how what's going to transpire. But hey, Mike Ashley is going to put his money where his mouth is. He knows, he knows Newcastle need those eight players, although he agrees with Rafa. Um, he's not particularly happy about it <laughs> because he has to, he's going to have to go out and spend an awful lot of money. And also, I think another big annoyance of his is the fact that this new Newcastle squad, when you see it, unlike unlike many other years, there's some plus 30 players who are sat there on hefty big contracts who are going to be very hard to move on. One, for example, Gámez, the Atletico Madrid um, signing, he is one of the highest paid players at Newcastle United at the moment. And that's a fact. 
and he mm. played what four games for you. And so you know, we all know how this is going to end. He's going to go on loan to Osasuna for a season, isn't he? And Newcastle is going to end up paying half his wages. And that's something that Newcastle aren't used to in, in this recent era. The the finance, the, the, the squads, fair enough, we, the, there's been young French lads, you know, Italian, whatever, Spanish. But there's not been many cat horse 30-year-olds in that squad. Uh, and, and I think that's going to be a bit of a bugbear of us as well. But it, it, saying that, he isn't going to not produce the goods for Rafa, but I just don't think he won't be giving Rafa carte blanche to sign whoever he wants. And obviously, was talking about Wayne Rooney. The the 27 over policy is firmly in place in Newcastle. I believe he might stretch it to allow one international, maybe defender, to come in and centre half, maybe. But apart from that, you won't be seeing many 27 year olds and over arrive at Newcastle this summer or in the foreseeable future. What do you think? Um, obviously, there's been lots of um, figures banned about. Actually, I caught one of one of my regular guests on the show, uh, um, Luke. Uh, Luke, uh, Luke Edwards. Um, mm. He was getting bashed by a person that uh, I know. I know Neil knows him quite well. About the fact that he went onto record saying um, he's looking for seventy million, and I was thinking, in this league, you've got to spend upwards of a hundred. From what, what from what I've been from 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 what I've been told from recent weeks, like I know Rafa met with with Graham Carr and Lee Chan last week. They're talking about the amounts of players um, and what they can get. Rafa's told um, that he wants his eight first team players. Um, they're going to come come back and talk about which areas. Um, there's there's all there's all, there's, there's, there's different different areas out there. Um, there's players who've got release clauses, especially abroad and, and relegated. There's quite a lot of players who we don't know, especially in the Hull and Swansea teams, who've got uh, really bargain release clauses who we, you, you could get out for a bargain price, etc. There's a few of those around Europe as well. So I think I don't think Mike will be putting um, necessarily um, a figure on it. And, and, let, and let's say it's right, Mike Ashley, for instance, I know Newcastle are one of the teams who are interested in Morata from Real Madrid. He'll be a very expensive sign if if it went for him. But the no, if you sign Mirata and he scores, if you sign Mirata and he scores twenty goals for you, you're going to make a profit on him. And so, and Mike has just done that done that before. He, he as, long, as long as he sees some business benefit to it, and it sounds cool, but hey, a lot of football clubs are run like that nowadays. It's not just Newcastle. A lot of clubs are run like that nowadays. But it doesn't mean you won't be getting good players. But and it makes sense, you know. You you know. Does it make sense? Like some of the players he's going to be stuck with this year are going to impact on the Premier League squad, and that's not right. Like, for, for instance, Matt Sells, the goalkeeper last summer when they signed him. Mm-hmm. I know for a fact that the Newcastle hierarchy quizzed and quizzed Rafa, saying, "Why do you need this goalkeeper?" It was, and, and that was quite a lot of money for a Championship time, team at the time. And it ends up Darlow being there, so you, you can see why there's some frustration there in the Newcastle hierarchy, where there's, there's some some of the players signed were very very questionable. But that, luckily for Rafa and Newcastle, that won't impact on what Newcastle do this summer. They know, they know they need these eight new first team players. Mike actually knew that a long time ago. He knew that in January when he had a stormy meeting with Rafa. He knows they're going to have to get eight, and it's not just squad players. That is eight first team players they need, and and they do know that. So I think that the fans can, obviously, they'll never sit comfortable with with Mike there anyway for the majority. But he does know he has to spend that. He does know they need these eight first team players, and they are looking actively looking at that already. Neil, I think 
it's great what he says, uh, Graham there. But I think when it comes to when it comes to Rafa, he just wants the ability to wheel and deal, and he will move players on. He, he, mm -hmm. you know, he's, I think he will be ruthless because he he knows he has to be. That's the way. That's the way of the world. And I think. But, the fact that but I think I, on on that though, I think he was given the chance to wheel and deal last summer, and I think it, it, it was such an appalling for last summer. And then fifteen players who came in, of them fifteen players who came in. There's probably only one who you could you could make a little bit of profit on Dwight Gale possibly, and only a little bit because you signed him for quite a lot of money. The rest of them, there's, 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 you're going to make a loss on them all, and when you add them all up, that's a lot of money. And, and this Moroccan, the Moroccan guy who hasn't even started the game on a big five-year contract, and and for me, I, I don't think Mike can afford um, to lose another 50, 30 to 50 million in this transfer window, and I think I think the fans need to realise that where. Rafa, I think, was given carte blanche last summer, and that squad he produced, I think, was 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 dreadful. I, I do. I think look at this Newcastle squad this summer, and it's so poor. I, I, it's no, it's no. If this squad, we all, and I think all Newcastle fans agree, if this squad went to the Premier League, it'd be straight back down. They know they need eight first team players, and they do. And uh, yeah, I, I, I think Rafa will be given. He will be given final say on these players. He will be given that final say, but it will only be players that Newcastle agree with. He won't be given carte blanche to bring anyone in. But then again, that's how a club, that's how a modern day clubs run. The part of the Martin Wenger at Arsenal, which managers are given carte blanche, you know. Well, I think it's, what do you think, Neil? Well, I think it's harsh to say the squad's awful. Um, I do think it's a squad that was put together to come out of this division and it hasn't been put together with the long term in mind which I think is I, I, I get the concern in that um, I, I funny enough had that same conversation about Gamez and about um, Lazar this weekend with, with some of the lads out here that you know Lazar came in with a big big hoo-ha that made a big song and dance about getting him from Palermo and he, he hasn't even started a game and, and I, I don't know what's going on with that it's, it's all a bit odd um, and now to, if you take Lazar and Gamez together you're probably looking at the, the, the best part of 75 grand a week there yeah so, so not so small so exactly so if you think about that and Mike Ashley's looking at that and thinking you know what am I, what am I paying these guys for no I get that um yeah. I get that totally, what but you, I, I do, do also think there's, there's question marks over Carr's track record yeah. of late as well. So, you know, oh, certain, certainly, certainly there is, but I don't, you don't get many 30. You don't, you, you, he, don't, he hasn't left you with many 30 plus players on 50 grand a week, has he? No. Very true. I think the, prob the problem is someone's going to have to give, and I think. It, it'll have ultimately will he's put all he's put all his his eggs in one basket with Carr for years. He has so out of all the players he's brought in, I would suggest one or two have come off. Well, I would I would of your current squad the sellable assets I would list as Dalo, Lascelles, mm -hmm. uh, Mbemba, Perez. Mitrovic, all green car signing. Yeah, well, well, he's not because the club love him, and that's why they're sending on PSG in January. But then five, they're probably your biggest five assets in the minute, right? just about right, yeah, really. 
and you can, yeah. you'll make a profit. You'll make a profit on all them five. Yeah, I, I think. I, I, we, we know it's, it's not all about profit. We know that it's not all about profit. But them five are decent players, and we know it hasn't worked out for Mitrovic, and for whatever reasons, he's probably not suited to the this game. But yeah, and and, and it's not. Uh, listen, we're not. We're not it's not. We're not. It's not about Carby Benitez. I just think. I think this thing with Rafa and the fans. I think they need to. For me, for me, I think Mike Ashley's done done quite well, and he's gonna he's gonna bash them again. But I just think it needs to be. Considered, you mean? A bit of both, yeah. It needs to be a bit of 50-50 rather than all, all in one basket or all in the other. They just need a bit of give and take, which I think that is the way it's going. I, I know Carr's had talks with uh, Lee Charney and Rafa in the last couple of weeks, so he has worked with that. And I think Newcastle are just waiting to see um, what Rafa's take on it is, really. Um, and obviously there is the fear that other clubs are circling as well. I think there's going to be at least four or five Premier League jobs coming from the summer. Um, but obviously none, none as big as Newcastle. Now, obviously they're hoping that um, the job is there for Rafa to do, and just obviously they're hoping he doesn't want to do it within their, not constraints, but within their business plan. Yeah, but the thing is, Newcastle's business plan, <laughs> to be honest with you, they had the chief executive arrested last week. So whatever plan... It, it was, but, that, that, but I, as I understand, Newcastle haven't even got a case to answer with that. There's nothing there. Lee Charlie wasn't even questioned. That was all to do with, from what I believe, the 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 overseas the image rights and to do with overseas things and, and the agents. And and I think HMRC, from what I understand, tried to rattle a few cages because Newcastle and West Ham didn't really want to talk to them. So I think it was more um, rattling that. Yeah. From that. From what I understand, Newcastle haven't done anything wrong. Um, they stand by that, and um, and I said Newcastle, Newcastle. Nothing will happen to Newcastle in regards to this. They've done absolutely nothing wrong from what um, they believe. I know for sure that when Newcastle were raided, they were warned by HMRC um, over in, in the January window that there were um, there was issues with uh, you know paying agents and agents mm. being sacked. Or being told well, by players, uh, lead, players uh, were told uh, to leave uh, their agents because it, it suited the tax purposes, and they were warned by HMRC that you know they they couldn't afford to you know look to do more deals in the window, and mm. hence that why Rafa. But, but why would HMRC why would HMRC be bothered about a change of agent? Well, no, it's just part of the, that these what they previously. When deals were being made, the, there were certain things going into that deal. Mm. That well, there, there are a lot of stories going. A lot of stories going on. I, I can I can categorically tell you that Graham Carr, for instance, has never taken part in any negotiations for a player's contract in Newcastle. That, that you can go on record for that as a fact. Mm-hmm. But obviously, there's going to be a lot of speculation around this. A lot of people speculating around Graham and Mike and Derek, etc. Um, but. No, I, I think I think not, nothing. Nothing. This isn't a Rangers situation, for instance, which a lot of people thought it was. Newcastle, from their point of view, they've paid the FA. It went to do a holding account, etc. What the FA do, um, and obviously where it's gone from there is the HMRC aren't happy about it. But then again, West Ham and Newcastle, from what I understand, haven't haven't done anything wrong. They might not have followed it up, but is, is it the, is it the club's job to follow up where that money goes? I don't think it is. Yeah, what you pay, you pay it, don't you? <laughs> Yeah, once you pay once you pay the FA, that's it. And, yeah. and obviously, the, the HMRC might not be happy where it goes after that point. But the clubs have paid the FA; it's gone through the FA. So, yeah, from from what I understand, the two clubs are 
I haven't done anything wrong as it stands at the moment. When do you think this, uh, these meetings, because I must say I thought the meetings would take place straight away. Uh, I couldn't imagine actually staying around Newcastle you know, long after the game, unless Rafa goes down to um, goes down to London to meet with him again. But I think you said you said earlier that uh, the fact that he went to uh, um, Lee went to London the day before he got arrested to put into plan to speak to Mike Ashley um, about you know the plans that Rafa wants to do, um, you know. You know, for next season. So, you know, it seems that they're on the they're on the same page. But I don't think it matters really uh, what Mike Ashley thinks is the best policy, because he has been proved with two relegations in seven years that every time he puts his hand into the furnace, he gets burned. Quite possibly, yeah. Obviously, the uh, the relegations um, it, it can happen very so quickly in the Premier League. Can't it? I think it's a very it's a very greasy ball once you're on it. And yeah, I think I think the the tops. Um, I think a lot of the newspaper print. Um, well, I know a lot of newspaper print is coming from Rafa's side. It's coming from his side, wanting to have talks. Obviously, I know Rafa's already had talks with Lee Charlie and Graham Carl a few weeks about transfers. I think these talks with Mike Ashley are probably more long term and about his own future. But Newcastle, Newcastle have to, as well, from Mike Ashley's point of view, I think they have to protect themselves as well. If It can't all be about Rafa. What happens if Rafa accepts an offer from West Ham tomorrow? You know, it, it, Newcastle's got to be, Newcastle's bigger than any one man. And that includes Mike Ashley and Binney as well. But Mike Ashley is making for one of the most stable clubs in British football at the moment. And that's why he's been a bit irked recently by, by the transfer activity. But also... He, he knows when you have a manager like Rafa, he's on demand, he's always going to be attracting interest. He, you, you, can't, you can't just allow the whole club to be run by one man. Because I say once, if he does walk out next week, and I think you've got to think about that in, in terms of Rafa and, uh, and all things like that. I think uh, but it's, it's an interesting point that Neil brought up, that the fact that they've gone to China and they've got these, this deal, by, mm. by any chance, do you know who it is? Um, I, I don't. I, I heard. I heard it was. Um, I heard it was um, a beverage company, but I'm not 100 sure on that. To be honest, um, it, uh, it, 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 there's always been bigger conversations to be had with. with the, to be honest, about uh, who the new sponsors, unfortunately. Yeah, it's like we, we've we've well, we've heard it's a betting company. We've never heard it's a beverage company. Yeah, I, I think it's a brew, brew, brewery betting company. Uh, companies out there have uh, lots of strands, don't they? So. Um, yeah, it's obviously it's Chinese, it does sound like a Chinese deal happening, um, and yeah, it's just going going down that way. It's sponsorship, the back in the ideal time, isn't it? Newcastle back in top flight, and they'll have the uh, they'll have that. Obviously, um, the company will be hoping for a lot of uh, even Newcastle bets or drinks being served. But obviously, if Mike Ashley's serving them up, I wouldn't expect too many uh, customers often. But as as Neil said earlier, he said if 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 any sponsorship deal is linked to Rafa Benitez. Then he's got. He's not going to go. That's the the interesting thing that you might know is, but we well we all know this. Every, every time a team plays the last game of the season, the new strip is ready. Mm. Well, well yeah, yes and no, yes and no. So most times it is, and there's normally the um, 
in the fact that we've, they've left it so late uh, to, to get this interest in, um, it, to me it's a, bit, it's a bit of a rush job because it comes across to me that they've been struggling to get um, a sponsor in because the, it was only being... I, I, I would suspect it's that they want, they want the, the first... If you want your new kit and new sponsors, the sponsors probably want to see the face of the Premier League. And as I, as I alluded to, there's not many of that team left. There's not that team there who, who Rafa wants in his Premier League team. So who would you do the team shots with? Lascelles and yeah. Dower? And yeah. Are they really known in, in China? Dwight Gale? Not really. So they're probably waiting for a few bigger signings. I would, from, from, from looking at it from a complete commercial point of view, you're probably looking for a bigger name to advertise your product, I would think. Mm. It's, 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 the interesting, it's, it's the interesting thing is that if... Because people are obviously worried before uh, with Rafa um, maybe going, like you said, could go to West Ham, whoever it may be. Um, if, the sponsors, if the sponsors are saying, well, well, we'll give you the money, but only if Rafa stays there. That Newcastle United, Newcastle United and Mike Ashley will not sign any such sponsorship deal. That sponsorship deal will have no bearing on Rafa Benitez whatsoever, I can promise you that. I will have no, yeah. Rafa Benitez's <laughs> name will have no bearing on that sponsorship whatsoever. Well, Neil debunked that earlier, but what were we going to no, say? No, no, no chance, because even, even Mike Ashley couldn't guarantee that Rafa would... Like, even Rafa Benitez couldn't guarantee he'll be there next week. So, why Newcastle wouldn't entertain such a deal. They, they, couldn't, they couldn't, because they can't guarantee that he'll be there. Yeah. Well, look, until, until we see what's what and see things, how things are, we'll never know. There's lots of speculation we could make on it. It seems very clear that they've been trying to work on a, a plan, making lots of assumptions, and that, that sometimes is a very dangerous thing. Um, the, but the bottom line is, really, getting back to the premierships about one thing, television money, and that's where it's all about. It's certainly not mm. about what, what we put in as fans, and these multiple sponsorship deals, and as I said before, I'm quite, quite looking forward to see if we'll get an agricultural vehicles partner. The way Man United have it's quite, it's quite a curious oh, thing. It's, it's, that it's, it's certainly going to be really up. interesting. Obviously, we've, we've got the Newcastle, and everyone keeps saying but it's the, the way Newcastle work, obviously paying the full transfer fees in one go. Newcastle, in a lot of ways, have to get their ducks lined up more so than mm-hmm. a lot of clubs because um, where the West Ham's and the Tottenham's, every other club can like go and sign a player for twenty million and do it over five years, etc. Newcastle, because they are running the way they are, and very well. They pay all their fees up front, so um, I think that's why we see Newcastle trying to do business there. I think they will. Um, they're aware of, I know, four, a good four players on the continent with very good release clauses who are probably worth twice as much as what Newcastle potentially going to pay. So I, I, I think there's a lot of ducks lined up. You know, I don't think um, I think these Rafa talks are more about him and the club per se rather than transfers. So um, you could see a few, a few, a few. Um, a few deals to go through quicker than people think, I suspect. Mm. Obviously, before we let you go, uh, tell me what you think. Obviously, Middlesbrough are going to go down with the hell of a bump again. It's, it's strange, isn't it? They get rid of Karanka, and now, when they play, they, they're more expansive. Did you mm. expect that under Steve Agnew? Oh, well, he had to. Really. Obviously, obviously, during your show early in the, early in the year, on a couple of occasions, um, mm. you didn't have to be Mystic Meg to know what was going to happen on Tayside. Mm. Um, I think a lot of the blinkers were there, thought we could um, do it. But we've been playing so terribly, 
this is this has been the worst Middlesbrough team to watch in my lifetime, and my first game was 1979. This is the worst. It's been the most dour, dreadful season, and and we're going down because of one man, Eto'o Karanka. We were already down by the time Agnew came in, <sighs> barring a few miracle results, and um, yeah, he had to play responsibly. I don't. I'd be surprised if Agnew was still in charge, although he's very much in the running. Um, but I think for the Borough fans' sake, I don't really think they want him to stay. Um, I think they just need some fresh blood. Um, and we know we know Steve Gibson's chance for uh, bringing in the uh, first-time manager. So, hey, we, we may see Ryan Giggs or something on the horizon because Steve Gibson does love those sort of managers, doesn't he? He's uh, mm. Southgate, McLaren, Robson. He's got a track record for it. So I wouldn't rule out um, a name such as that. Mm. It was I think uh, the fact that he's done, you could imagine. Well, the thing is, is Agnew, what was his position before? Was he youth team coach before? He, he was first team coach with Cranker, but he was Gibson's man. Gibson brought him in. Um, Cranker had no choice but to have him in his, in his coaching staff. So he's very much a Gibson man. Um, very much like Jonathan Woodgate has been dropped in now as well to help him out. Um, so, yeah, um, unfortunately for Agnew, for him, he's obviously tied with the Karanka legacy, with the negative play. <laughs> he has played expansive in parts, but at times he's been fairly negative as well. Um, there's been times when he's dropped Negredo to the bench, and mm. you have to worry about anyone who doesn't think Negredo should be in that Mills 1 to 11. Should he be Mills for manager? And I'd probably say no, to be honest. I think it's, it's to me, in the way that they, they seem to be set up now, it was it's two months too late when they should have got mm. rid of him. Like, oh, very much so. Yeah, Gen- Gen- January was the time. Yeah, we we could we could have had a big name in there. We could have had a. I know for a fact that Gus Hiddink was approached by Middlesbrough yeah, on, yeah. Um, but he didn't want a relegation in CV. But I think if you'd approached him in January, it would have been a different reply. Mm. Who do you see? Who do you see being the man? That, do you think David Moyes will stay? Even though he says he's going to stay, it's a bit of a strange one at Middlesbrough. It's Sunderland, isn't it? Um, I'd be surprised if Kevin Ball wasn't in charge of someone next season. I really would. I'd be surprised. He, he was. He's been ready to take over since October. He's already there. Be a popular fans' choice. Um, he knows what it takes. And um, yeah, um, as miserable as, as miserable as our season has been, I think our squad is probably more championship ready than what Sunderland is. Um, but it'd be a hard song for both teams. But yeah, um, I think if Sunderland. Um, I'd be yeah, I, I'd be surprised if Kevin Ball wasn't wasn't in charge of the next season. To Lovely. Well, thanks for having. Up. Obviously, next week I just thought I'd let you know, Grim. Next next week we might have a Newcastle player on, so if you want to grill him, <laughs> I might get you on to to talk to. But I've got something else to ask you as well. But I'll talk to you uh, later on about that uh, with regards to something I've had an idea on Dubai. Okay, I'll give you a ring. All later. right. No problem at all, guys. Cheers, mate. Take, Take care, guys. Thanks, thanks, Grim. Cheers, mate. Great to have Graham on. He always gives it to you straight. He always tells you what's going on with Newcastle. Hey, I love it. And then our next caller this evening is uh, Chris Parry calling from Dallas, Texas. Good evening, Graham. Uh, Chris, how are you? Good evening, guys. How are you? So tell me, uh, do you agree with Joe um, Morrison uh, uh, with regards to Newcastle United? Should we be over the over the moon and far away? Uh, with joy with regards to getting back in the league or do you think um, it's just it, it's an extra cherry on top when it comes to uh, to show Mike Ashley uh, what, it, what, it, what it feels like to actually uh, have the experience that Newcastle fans had yesterday winning the league? 
Well, I think it really shows what a class manager can uh, can accomplish because you know, about three or four weeks ago, we were talking. I mean, Newcastle looked rudderless. Uh, they didn't. It wasn't like they were just dropping points left. Well, they were dropping points left and right. I mean, it just it didn't seem like things were were going to go. And he found a way to kind of get the you know to get the lads together to get them all growing in the same direction again. And they went out. And when you went out, you give yourself the best opportunity to to accomplish something. It's now you're putting all the pressure on Brighton to try to you know to try to win out itself and Brighton has already has has uh, they've been trying to be a premiership team forever they finally have accomplished that goal you know it's kind of like you'll see a team that'll be up by 30 or 40 points in basketball or something like that and they kind of take their foot off the gas because they've they feel like they've accomplished it they they're going to win the game and then look what happens the other team comes all the way back and at the end wins the game I think that's kind of what happened here. I think Brighton thought that they pretty much had it in the bag that Newcastle had that, you know, that, that Newcastle had finally fought. You know, we've we have battled this team all season, and and now they finally have faltered, and now we have it. Well, that's not what took place. I mean, you know, Benitez did some really good uh, press conferences to put even more pressure on. Yeah, you know, on Brighton and just kind of you know tweak them a little bit to say, hey, you know, this is not as easy as you think it's going to be, and and this is when things get really difficult, and and they crumbled. I mean, they flat out crumbled, and I don't think you can say anything about that. I mean, to me, Newcastle won the league. They won out. That was not given to them. They put the pressure on their opponent. End of story. If they don't win every single game that they play going down the stretch, then this is a moot point, and Brighton's the champion, and Newcastle finishes second. But because they just kept piling on three-point after three-point after three-point, this is why we're talking about Newcastle being champions, uh, champions of, uh, of the sky bet, which I'll be honest with you guys, about five, six years ago, I really didn't put that much stock in it, even though I kind of saw them celebrating with Colaccini, and I'm like, oh, okay, that's fantastic. Yeah, let's get to the Premiership now. But... This was this was hard. I thought that the, I thought this this league I didn't give enough credit to. Uh, you know, this this league was much much more difficult than I thought it was going to be. And to think that Newcastle, the amount of wins and points that they had to accumulate to get this done is just astounding. Yeah. I think we must have popped out somewhere. Um, I, I think it's probably the the hardest. From, well, for me, all season it's been really hard to watch. Um, and the fact is, Newcastle weren't on that much. And it's funny, the viewing figures go to the roof when Newcastle are on. Um, it's interesting that next season, teams that are in the Championship, fans are going to be able to spend £2.50 uh, a game to watch, to watch the game. Obviously, because now in the Premiership, you'll be able to watch on NBC, um, EMC, whatever it is, where they you, um, so many channels, over, so many channels to watch uh, Newcastle, uh, the Premiership, in over in the US. But what you know, this this league, they keep on saying it's the most exciting league in the world. Uh, sorry, the second behind the, the Premiership, but it's not. It's probably no. I th I thought it was kind of. I mean, I thought every game that Newcastle played was just a slog. I mean, let's be honest. The the game that we talk about as the most exciting Newcastle game was Norwich and you know Newcastle shouldn't have won that game. You know Norwich just completely capitulated and Newcastle you know kind of turned things around with that with that ridiculous you know, that comeback victory. But uh, 
Yeah, it's it's been hard. It's been hard for us in here in the states who've grown up watching Newcastle. Uh, you know, all the Toon Armies that you see and all the Twitters and things, all you know, all the different uh, Toon Armies on Twitter throughout the, you know all the United States because we've been stuck watching a very very unreliable app. Almost to the point that I'll be honest with you, Andrew, I have not seen a Newcastle game in over a month. I've just seen highlights because I got so sick of that app freezing every five seconds. You'd watch a little bit and then it would just freeze, and you're going, "Okay, what's you know?" I I can take that if I'm you know back in the day when we'd be doing pirated stuff and I'd be having to deal with ads and things popping up all over the place. Well, that's okay. I'm kind of trying to I'm trying to subvert the system, but I'm paying for this. And it's freezing like this every five seconds. Uh, and to me, I just finally, I finally called up uh, whatever it was called, FUBU or BN Sports Connect, and I said, cancel me a month ago. I said, absolutely, I'm done. And, uh, and I've kind of been falling through Twitter and highlights, and I've got a pretty good feeling of uh, basically how the matches have gone based on Lee Ryder's reporting and, the, and Mark Douglas's reporting and, and just how, you know, kind of how things have, uh, how things have progressed. But, uh, uh, before I before I get off the get off the air, I want to talk to you about uh, I want to talk to you about the constant reporting of how much money Newcastle is going to spend in the transfer window. Between you and I, I do not ever want to hear someone say that Newcastle United has so much and so much money. It it, it all that does is tell other teams. Well, I'm going to ask for the biggest transfer fee possible. You know, they've got this much money that they're going to spend, and I'm going to try to get it all. Just say you're going to go out and go try to get players. Yeah. You don't ever hear Real Madrid talking about well, we're, we have 150 million. Uh, you know that uh, you know that we're going to give the coach or give. No, they just go get the guys they want, and then at the end of the day, you add it all up and go, oh, okay. Well, you know, they spent that much money. You don't hear Chelsea talking about how much money they're going to give Conte to spend. Conte's just going to make them a list of players, and they're going to go get them. And then once, and once, the, once all everything shakes out, you're going to see how much money they spend. To me, I think that is so – that's just that's, – that's indicative of what has been going on with Newcastle between Mike Ashley giving eight-year contracts to coaches that you know, just barely did anything, you know, it just gotten started, to all of this type of stuff. They need to start working smarter – and stop giving away everything. The player, yeah. have you noticed that Benitez, you don't really know the guys he's going after because he doesn't talk about them. You know, next thing you know, they're, they're holding a scarf at St. James's Park and they've been signed. I didn't know they were going after Matt Ritchie, did you? I had no idea until he signed. Yeah. I mean, that was brilliant. That's the kind of stuff that needs to happen. This talking about, well, they only have $80 million or $100 million. I don't want to know how much Newcastle has to, sp- to spend. I just want them to go out and do what Rafa Benitez and the, the, the backroom staff and everybody wants to do to get this team ready to play for the Premiership. If they go out and spend $40 million and that's who and that's who he wants, well, then let's go. If it takes $80 million, if it takes $20 million, if they sell five players and recoup so much money that they don't have to actually spend that much money. I, what do you think? Am I, am I crazy here talk, I, I, talking about this? I think um, you're right because, but there's the, the, but there's a reason why. There's like I, I well, they need to sell newspapers. Yeah, but that's <laughs> the thing. Is that, that's the thing. I think that's why because when it comes to the, the seventy million, but you know a lot of these reports are coming from, as Graham more or less suggested, that it's it, they're coming from the people at, in Rafa's section with regards to you know getting what he wants, but. 
really, I would suggest that he's he wants he wants to bring in players. He wants to be able to have the final say, and that that's always going to be the issue. That it's all about politics in any club, and I think it's you know the fact that. He's in a good spot because we've got back at the first attempt, which I didn't expect. I must have, I thought we were going to struggle. But um, the fact that he's done it in such a way that he's calmed down the, the whole sphere of Newcastle United and the city uh, and the support worldwide, you know, he's got every right to, to say, um, I want this, that, and the other. But every interview I have saw him says, listen, it's not about this figure, it's about getting the right player in. So he's doing. PC and exactly what you've just said you want him to do but there's obviously other things at play uh, in the background to make sure Mike actually realizes this no you're right and I, I don't know I just to me I just think it puts us it puts us behind the eight ball it, it, when we're talking about our business before mm-hmm. business is done yeah I just don't I mean yes I know it's fun to talk about they're looking at this player and they're looking at this player and this is great but I much rather like it whenever they report after the with the guy standing there in the middle of the stadium saying, "Hey, we got this guy. This is exactly who Rafa Benitez wants, and let's go." You know, so uh, uh, to me, I, I just hope that that's the kind of business that they start doing, and they do not fall into the same mistake that they did before by talking about how much money they're going to spend and everything else. Yeah, exactly. Well, I'll bring in Lee Johnson as well. I believe he's lost his voice after yesterday, but I suggest I presume that you're out of obviously. After having Joe, Joe Morrison on tonight uh, about the fact that Newcastle, um, we shouldn't be celebrating too much. I think you might disagree with that. <laughs> Who said that? <laughs> <laughs> Joe Morrison. He said we shouldn't celebrate too much, and he did yeah, he's, of of he's out of his gourd. <laughs> What's wrong with him? We should be well, celebrating like crazy. We did it. Was, to be fair, if it wasn't for the fact that I was back at work tomorrow, I'd still be in put well now. <laughs> <laughs> it was classy. Things like Andrew Man, things like that don't happen to us. Things good things like that do not happen to us, regardless of it being the championship. Um, the way we won it yesterday was just great. I've never seen anything like it, man. It was just fantastic. And as you can hear by my voice, I'm, I'm done. I'm absolutely done. It's fantastic. It's, well, you've got to enjoy these moments, man. I've got to enjoy these moments. I, mean, I think I what Joe was, I think Joe, Joe was getting that is that Newcastle are a huge club, and the fact that we're celebrating, um, I I try to tell him well, you know yes I agree with him in some respects, but but we we we've, we've had so little to um, celebrate, as a well we haven't won anything have we really so you know we've had I nothing mean, to celebrate we've I think the, 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 I the think small the thing things is, we have to jump on. I think the thing is Andrew, it was a lot different. With a shooting, I think yeah. we're all kind of we're all happy we're a promoter. I think it, there's a different air of feeling about the place because of the manager that we're currently have, and obviously if um, Mike actually sides with him and does the right thing, you know, I think there's some hope that we're going to move forward. And I think to be honest with you, again, the way we're being pushed and pulled around this league, and you know, people wanting us to feel from the off, TV pundits, yeah. uh, you know, all that. Literally Desperate. Oh man, they were just literally desperate for Brighton to do it. And mm-hmm. when the score comes through, I mean, to be honest with you, Andrew, if we ever Neil, and if we ever win anything, so if we ever win anything meaningful, I'll definitely die right there and then. Because <laughs> yesterday I was just 
coming over here probably seen Turn into a pillar of salt. You've probably seen the, um, the video on my phone. I, pull, yeah. I pulled, me, I pulled my phone out when um, Gail Scott started doing that up-down thing, taking the mickey out the mat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the chain... Well, no, it was, it, was interesting. it was interesting to watch, guys, because, I mean, I, I'm sitting there. I've seen the video, too. I mean, you guys are all in the crowd, and, 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 and people are looking. It's so funny how technology has changed things, and you're starting to look, and go, is it true? Did you see that it was 1-1? One, one? Did they really score? Did they really the score? And then all hell broke loose. No, because everyone was trying to get off the phone. You couldn't get a bloody signal. Everyone yeah, was going, get off the phone, man. Everyone's on the signal, and then this one guy just showed his phone, and everyone was just going, ah, ah. <laughs> and then Gilly, To be honest with you, I was just like, Brighton got the penalty. I was like, Brighton, I think it was Brighton's probably a total of penalty this season. And we know what a surprise about the penalty. And I was like, and then, so it was a bit like, right, ah, fair enough for him. But it was just, honestly, the stadium went up. was I mean, how he was jumping all out. It's just, it's just magnificent. And then when Rafa comes over at the end when he's walking past now, mm. the stadium. He must. I mean, of course, he's, he, he, I've said again, he'll not know love like if he wins yeah. a proper major pot here for us. Jesus mm. Christ, we're building about a hundred statues. This is just. <laughs> <laughs> and the county, the county was the best part to tell you after the match. Well, hey, guys, one other thing that how crazy was it that this is just such being a Newcastle fan, which is so awesome, which I try to explain to people. I mean, you couldn't written a better story that it was Aston Villa yeah. was the team that helped Newcastle. I mean, the day that the day that Newcastle went down on that stupid own goal was one of the worst days of my life. You know what I mean? And, just, you know, and the fact that they took the mickey and they just were so happy about it and ha-ha. And the fact that, that, that Brighton gets a, a penalty that they don't deserve, so here we go. I mean, you know, I mean tell me about it. Was that the way the season should have ended or not? The fact that, you know, that Newcastle had been screwed all year long by the, offici by the officiating. So let's just, let's just give it one last time as we head out of the championship. So they, they, get, the, they get the penalty. And yet, somehow, Grealish, by the grace of God, finds a way to hit it off somebody, and it goes in. I mean, it was Aston Villa that's helped, that helped Newcastle get the title. It's just it's amazing. Well, if you factor in that Newcastle, uh, I think they had Villa uh, before the week before. They need to win that game to, to more or less put pressure on Sunderland. Because, you know, basically, Sunderland won that game last season, didn't they? And then against Everton and went up. If Newcastle had won that game against uh, Aston Villa, we would have we would have survived, I think, if my maths is correct. So it's not just been one thing that Villa have messed us up, but it's been two things. And to get one back, when you look at what happened, there was Brighton was seven points ahead with three games to go. Now, how easy can you like that's the biggest gimme in the whole world. And the fact that they didn't do it, um, <laughs> is it hey, not many gentlemen, what were the betting? What were the betting odds? Didn't some of you guys should have put down a ten or, or a hundred or something like that? Because didn't it get up to like fifteen to one to Newcastle that was they were not going to win after it was? I think it went further than that. I think it went. I think it went much further than that. I, I think yeah. when when I mean, uh, I mean, imagine clear with three games to go. I think I think it was something like a hundred to one, mate. Uh, I mean, my goodness, that's a, that, that was that's Leicester talk. 
right there. That would have made a very nice summer. <laughs> you could have put if you could have put a hundred quid down on a uh, hundred quid down on that. And gentlemen, I'm going to say the, the good thing about all of this, all of this happened, all of this excitement that we, that went on yesterday was in front of Mike Ashley. Was indeed. To me, it's key, isn't it, Lee? Well, I mean, to be honest, with you, Andrew, if you're sitting in the stand yesterday, which he was, and you've seen that, and you've seen the outpouring of motion, emotion from the fan base to the manager and things like that, the manager's playing very, you know, a very good poker in his interviews at the minute and things like that. Like, actually, you can only go one way, Andrew. You can only go one way, and if he goes the other way and falls off the cliff, falls off the cliff, he's done here, he's finished here, that's over, there's no more. There's no one that can't be no more Mike Ashley at Newcastle United if he chooses to go against what Benitez is trying to do. There's no, there's no, there's no, it's just nonsensical if he decides to go the other way because Rafa Benitez, like I said, I mean, you know, his famous interview two years ago, he talked about bolting the horse. Mm -hmm. Rafa Benitez is that horse. Just bolt them, set them away. Let them get on with things. But honestly, the town yesterday, there's no better place when it's like that. I mean, people... I mean, I must have hoped it with a billion strangers yesterday. So, you, know, you, just, you, just have to, you just have to take. You have to take that on. I mean, the guy, at the end of the day, if he wants to start making inroads into where you know he can get a relationship back with a fan base, mm. just go with Rafa. People, people, people will, will forget eventually if he just does the right thing. I mean, if he wants to be successful with a club, he's got the right man to try and take it forward. You know, he has clear plans. He heard what he said last week. He didn't just say he was going to Mike Ashley to tell him he wanted to spend this, this, and this. He actually said he was going with a business plan, man. Mm -hmm. Managers go with business plan. So <laughs> Biff wants to say, Biff wants to say, look, this is what I think I can do for you. He's prepared a business plan, man. Come on, man. Mike well, Ashley only understands pounds and pence. The one thing I'll hmm. take from Graham, uh, Graham uh, Bailey is that, yes, what I, I, I said to Graham, well, that should factor in the feel good factor from the fans that Mike actually it would be it will be it, it's, it'll have him it'll, well he, he had it up close and personal but Graham Bailey says he doesn't even Mike actually never even thinks that way he just thinks well you know the signings Newcastle have made uh, so he's concerned about some of the signings he's made but I turn around and listen listen two, we've been in two relegations in seven years. The guy has no clue about football, so he, you know, whatever whatever he thinks about this player, that player, it's irrelevant. What do you think, uh, Chris? Well, I mean, they've. Um, I'll be interested in seeing how well Jesus Gomez, like you know, kind of what he does in the Premiership. Maybe he was bought for the future you know, kind of like a coach this year to kind of help out the defenders. And then, you know, once we get up to the big time, you know, see, because, I mean, he knows. But I'll tell you one thing, guys, if even – I never thought I would enjoy watching, like, an Italian side of the way they play, but I, the way Juventus plays is just – if they can somehow – if Rafa Benitez can bring some of that Italian – type mentality and defending and whatnot to Newcastle United because let's be honest guys that's I mean the fact that they haven't scored goals is one thing but they haven't scored goals in the premiership and they are like a sieve in the back giving them up you know I, I think if if he can bring that Napoli that type of Italian type defense that hard-nosed defense get the goals and and keep grinding out results because let's be honest I don't know if we're going to see a lot of free flowing football in the premiership next year for us I think we we're going to grind out results and keep moving up the table hopefully 
I mean, I think there'll be some good times and there'll be some great, some great matches. But we've talked before that I'll watch an ugly match if Newcastle wins yeah. more than I'll watch a beautiful match when Newcastle gets beat two, two or three to nil. Well, what would he be linked with Maratta? And Maratta's a big. Is it, was it Maratta you said, Neil? Because Maratta's hmm? a big. Uh, Maratta's a good player, really, isn't he? Well, yeah, but it, it, there's a whole host of speculation about. about uh, who he could be in for, but I mean, I guarantee, uh, I suspect like last season, like we said earlier, there's absolutely no doubt he's going to have his ducks in a row and ready to go, and we'll probably see yeah. what act early. Yeah, definitely. <coughs> who would you like to bring in, Lee? Because I've mentioned Matter, but I think Graham mentioned, I think, I think Neil talked about uh, Rooney. That could be an interesting proposition, but you know, I, I would personally I'd like to see. Like I, like I think um, we've, we've discussed, we need a real hard-nosed defender in there, and obviously we were linked with Shawcross. I haven't heard the, I haven't heard Terry mentioned yet. I don't think he's going to come, but it would be Newcastle need a down and dirty defender, don't they? I, don't, I really don't know who we'll bring in. To be honest with you, Andrew, I suppose it all depends on how the conversation goes this week with Mike Ashley. Um, I, no, no one springs to mind, but I would imagine. Like they just said there, pretty much like last year, you know, Rafa Benitez was ready to go. We pretty much had Martin Dale Gunn and played with him coming back for pre-season. And I would imagine he'd probably want to get about six footballers in mm. before before pre-season starts. Because cause I, I think, to be honest with you, although we'll all go away, have a nice summer, enjoy ourselves, chill out, looking forward to the Premier League, Rafa will not go off clock. He will be thinking and planning already. Mm. Uh, and if he gets the go-ahead, then I think we'll see quick business, as uh, Neil just said there. And I trust, uh, I'll, I'll trust whoever he kind of brings it, to be honest with you. I still think I still think we've got a decent core of footballers here. I think we've got a young core of footballers who I think are there to be worked with. I think this season will um, set them in good stead. I don't think we have to rip the whole squad out when people are saying, oh, only one player is going to do it in the Premier League. I think that's a bit of a load of rubbish, to be honest. Well, I think that'll be, yeah, I agree. That would be the dumbest thing they could do, is if they try to turn over the whole squad. I mean, mm-hmm. Sunderland, has shown, Sunderland, Sunderland has shown that that does not work. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, you try to turn over the whole squad thinking that all these new guys, and then you've got to be able to hit the ground running in the premiership. You can't afford, you can't afford to be 10, 50, you know, 10, 12, 15 points in the relegation fight you know, right there in the very beginning. I mean, you've got to be able to get after it early. Uh, but, uh, no, I agree, guys. I mean, they they kind of need don't they, don't you think they kind of need a Mascherano type kind of like what we thought Teote was going to be a guy that just breaks up every type of attack comes down towards you know, and helps the de- helps the defense they need a Mascherano type and they need a Yaya Torre in the middle next to that Mascherano type a guy that can can help out on defense but is so big on offense and setting up the plays and getting it wide and scoring goals. I mean, we like Colback, and Colback does a good job breaking the play up, but he does not offer anything going forward half the time. And I think that's, I think that, that's really what Newcastle needs. And of course, everyone needs a striker. Needs a striker that can put the ball in the back of the net. Because Gale, as much as, we, as much as we love watching Gale, guys, he did not score that many goals, if I remember correctly, for Crystal Palace whenever they, uh, you know, when they were up, whenever he was playing for Crystal Palace. Didn't play? Did he play? Didn't really get a chance, to be honest. You know what it is, actually, he finished there. I know he didn't play very much in the Premier League, but I think for the Palace's last three seasons before we bought him, he was actually their top goal scorer in each yeah. of his last three seasons. Yeah, 
but he never played okay. many games. Okay, so so he yeah. can't so he can do it at the next level. Then. He actually he actually never played many games, but I think he was only he only scored something like you know nine ten goals, but he actually finished the uh, Crystal Palace top goals for three seasons in a row without hardly playing any games. Well, I think that the okay. fans were not were not happy to see him go. No, the no fans, they weren't. Fans didn't didn't like the fact that it's that sold him. And I think there's been a lot of negativity tonight on the show from certain areas about about Rafa's buys and things mm-hmm. like that. And I think you, we've got to be allowed to trust him because mm-hmm. the one name that springs out, Kieran Clark, I think we're always mm-hmm. scratching our heads when we when he signed him. And yeah. it's quite quite patently obvious how key the function of that say Kieran mm-hmm. Clark's been, particularly in the second half of the season. Because by God, we missed him. We really did seem to miss him in that 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 side. Now he's a he's had a year in the championship. He's got Premiership experience. I know he was mm-hmm. he, there was question marks over him in the Premiership, but he's got that experience and he's come back. Now doesn't that sound like Colaccini, who had a year in the championship and come back into the Premiership a far better player? Yeah. And no just, joke, no joke. And, and and you've got the we've got the fact that in that some of these guys will step up because well, cause they've got to. Um, I do think we need a number of players though to, to make the squad a, a Premiership squad. But um, I think also, are we really going to do a David Kelly to most of them? And I don't don't see that happening. No. Yeah, that's the thing. I, I do think the way that the, the way that Rafa is, I think he will see a, we will see a lot of free signings coming in. I think he will wheel and deal. I we keep on hearing that the one name. And I personally like to come to Newcastle as Defoe um, because he is a killer. And I think if we're, <coughs> when it comes to uh, getting somebody up there, uh, the thing is, if they look to get Defoe, even though he's 36, I think he's 35, 36, I think you, it's funny, isn't it? Like you were there yesterday, we go 4 4 2, within two minutes, we get a goal through Dwight Gale. Yeah, but it was a chance to run with Dwight Gale. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I think it's clear Rafa does like to play with one up front, and I think one of one of the again, if he's given the go ahead, I think he'd be looking for a number ten. Really do, I think that will, will be what a key area that he's looking at. It's because really, Perez and Perez and Diarmi, I suppose, over the season, although they've done okay at times, probably have let him down a little bit, um, and it's been a bit of a problematic position. Actually, Perez was outstanding yesterday. Probably his best game he's had for eight Yeah, years. Perez. Perez has really played well. I mean, after we give, we've slight, yeah, we've slight, we've given him some stick, but he seems to be, he seems to really have kind of, you know, finished, finished strong the way, the way we were all hoping. Yesterday was the best he's played for 18 months, no doubt about it. First, he's definitely played for 18 months. So, you know, I mean, it's just, it's an ex, not an exciting time, but it'll be an exciting time if um, we all, because, like I said, Rafa, Rafa's. Rafa's key on preparation, and I think we'll pretty much know early next week about him. Um, mm. I think what I, I really actually do think we'll announce that he's that he's going to be here, um, and we're going to move forward. And I think at the same time we'll pretty much announce the shirt. They'll do the shirts. They'll talk about this new shirt sponsorship, mm. and uh, the shirts will fly off the shelf, man. Yeah, fly off the shelf, to you. Oh yeah. So, and you know what would be really, you know would be really great, guys, is if they announced a signing at the same time as uh, as the shirt deal. You know, mm-hmm. the, you know, they, they sign they sign Sigurdsson or something like that the same day that and and he's and he's modeling the new shirts. You know, you know, something oh, like that. I mean, oh, that about, would be a marketing about, ploy. Oh, what about like the fortress for shit and <laughs> Oh, that'd be so wrong. 
<laughs> that would be so wrong. <laughs> oh my gosh! You wouldn't be surprised just to, you, you, you know. I obviously um, I was going to try and get Keith up there, but it's a celebration of what happened, so he, he's, he's not on tonight. But um, you know, I met actually, I actually met Keith last week. Uh, well, he's gone quiet since they got relegated, hasn't he? Yeah, he's, got, he's <laughs> gone very. He's probably listening tonight. If you're listening, Keith up yours. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, here's the thing. is, And the thing about Defoe is that you know, when they say, well, players can't play for Newcastle and Sunderland, I think Defoe is a different animal. I think he's just a mercenary. I think, you know, he's a hired gun that, that's going to go and put the ball in the back of the net no matter what team he plays for. Yeah, I don't think – I mean, he his job is to score goals. But do you guys really think he could start, or would you rather come off the bench and try to, you know, try to you know, get that spark in the last 20, 25 minutes? I think I in some him. cases he'll start, yeah. I can't he needs see a big man in front of him. I can't, I can't see him ending up here, but I was just seeing that first comedy value. <laughs> <laughs> but he has been I'm telling you, uh, don't be surprised if he's wearing a Newcastle shirt. True. He's not going to go play in the championship. No, no, he'll not. I think um, he'll end up at Dell Sultans. I think that's what he'll end up. Yeah, one thing, hey, Gabe, one, one thing, one one area that I wish Newcastle would do a better job of recruiting, and I don't know if it's they just don't have the the financial resources. Is it does seem like your South American players? Of course, I know that's tough with financial fair play and all that type of stuff. They just seem like they have they're better on the ball, and they and they create more, and and they don't. I mean, too many times I've seen Newcastle guys. Yeah, you know, they can't go around anybody anymore. You know, there's the, the the dribbling and whatnot. I mean, it's it's great team soccer and that's fantastic. But every once in a while, you need a guy that could just go buy somebody. And that's the one thing I liked about Townsend is that he had that pace and that you know that he could go buy and go buy somebody. I wish. And it does seem like your South American players and your really your African players are the ones that are really good. Like Tristan Atsu has shown quite a bit uh, quite a bit of that. Do you guys agree? Yeah, a little bit. What do you think, Lee? We'll definitely need to add some pace. Yeah. There's no doubt about it going forward because we lost. Obviously, we lost the Soko with Alvin and Townsend, and I would say them three were very, very mobile in the way Rafa set us up when we were counting attacking under him. Mm-hmm. Which I think the way we're set up at home currently still, where we do allow teams to try and come onto us, I think that's what you. I think that will actually work better for us next season when teams come in the Premier League because they're better. So I do think, and I agree there, we'd certainly need to add pace going forward. And I think those kind of players will be identified. Rafa will know what we need. There's no doubt about that in my mind. But uh, just need you to... Watch, um, you watch for the... Imagine if they the do the new shirts. <laughs> Don't say it's just so it goes, man. <laughs> <laughs> What if what what if they what if they get him for what what if Tottenham what if Tottenham sells him for like a million back to us? <laughs> you know, I mean that you talk about some good business. <laughs> Look, here's the thing, maybe maybe and and, and I I cannot believe I'm saying this, maybe Sissoko just needed a good kick in the ass to realize that he's not as good as he thinks he was. And then he met maybe Newcastle was exactly where he should be. And the fact that, you know, Tottenham, he went to the Dream Club, and, yeah, congratulations, you get to ride the pine for an entire year. Well, if he, um, if he, does, if he, does, end up, if he does end up back up here, don't worry about it, he'll get a proper good kick up the arse. <laughs> you'll, see, you'll see Lee with the bed sheets out, ready for it. Oh, he's a, I can't stand him. 
Afghanistan. I get, I, I don't mind anyone. I, I'll back any player, but he just got to me so much. Him, nearly sod. Well, he just kept constantly slagging Newcastle off, and now he, he deserved to be at a bigger club and all that other BS. You know, we just get tired of hearing it. That's the, that's the one thing I loved when Rafa first came in. I lo- when he said we are not a stepping stone club anymore. I was like, oh, I love this man. You know, I yeah. mean, it was just it was great to hear it. I've watched, yeah. watched Matt Ritchie this season, who pretty much was signed as his replacement. Mm-hmm. The different, the contrast in attitudes and work rate is just absolutely frightening. It's Matt Ritchie's work rate, regardless of whether he's having a good game or not, mm-hmm. is absolutely phenomenal. Never mm-hmm. stops. And I think that's the bare minimum you should expect from a footballer. For a footballer actually to use his legs to run instead of standing with his hands on his hips, like some sort of pain in the arse prima donna. We don't need players like that here, to be honest. I will be. No, I agree. I will be ends up back wherever Alan Pardew manages at some shit club in League One or something. <laughs> hey, what do you guys think about what do you guys think about Tovan? Tovan was never allowed to flourish. He, did he even play under Rafa? Was he allowed to even play, or is it just no, is it the French league his own the only league the only league he can do anything in? He's never played in. Apparently, he never actually wanted to even come here. Okay, so he was. Oh, he was one of the many. Okay, he was one of the many ridiculousness. And that's something else too. That have guys. How nice was it during the transfer season this year to not hear any crap at all about someone not wanting to come to Newcastle? All it was was, we've signed this player. We've signed this player. We've signed this player. You didn't read in the papers for a week back and forth between talking to stupid French clubs where the owner did nothing but just slag Newcastle off you know, for, two, you know, for almost a month about how awful the club was. You didn't hear anything. All you did is you read that Newcastle has signed another one. They've signed another one. Uh, it was just fantastic, and it's exactly what has to happen this year. It just, and I, I just can't, I cannot say that enough. That's the advantage of having Rafa in place. And what we touched on before is he's gonna, he, he'll persuade players to come who may not have come otherwise. Because yep. players will come and speak to Rafa who wouldn't have come and sp- spoken to Pardew. It's as simple as that. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's a tech, it's exci- I'm excited. I'm, I'm actually excited. I mean, I, 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 mean, I, know, I, I know I have my voice. I sound like a little granny. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, honestly, I want to go back on the drink now. It was just that good yesterday. I do it all again. It was so good. I was dancing around like me. <laughs> with my uncle and all that. It was just hilarious. Talk about, talk, talk about excited. We have John, Newcastle United fan on the phone. Good evening, John. Hiya. How are we doing, lads? Yeah, we. Hey, we're doing really, really well today, actually. Yeah. <laughs> good, good, good. That's all I love to hear. We should be, we should be celebrating now, like now we've gone up, and um, I hope that somebody just gets better and better for us. Indeed. Yeah, the fact that anybody, guys, the fact that anybody has had any negativity on this show tonight, they should not be allowed to come back, Andrew. That should be it. I mean, you should, they, they should have their Newcastle freaking card revoked. If you have a negative thought today, then you should not be, then you're done. You're done, you're done, you're done. Well, if you were I mean, that's all. I totally agree with you. I totally agree with you, but like, I mean, the thing is, I mean, people say that, oh, if it's been a second, if it's been a second, it's a failure. But can I say something, right? I mean, I've always said along, right? If it's been a second, then we should be happy. As long as we go back in the Premier League, which yeah. you are now, it's absolutely fantastic. It's just a great feeling. 
and when Villa score equalizing goal yesterday, and then the whole place was just erupted as we won the Champions League. And yeah. it's just great. <laughs> Obviously, it's fantastic. We, we had to forget it was the spy. I, my wife is like, you do realize, Chris, it was the Skybat Championship. I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> no, don't, ruin, don't ruin this for me. <laughs> yeah. Definitely not. <laughs> it's, only, it's true. I'm telling you now, if Newcastle will ever, ever win anything relevant, I will die. No doubt about it. <laughs> I know, my gosh, you have no voice just winning the championship. What's going to happen when they win the league? Yeah. You know what it is? I, I, don't oh, like I, don't, I don't like champions, all right? And they started singing We Are The Champions, and that song came on. And I, and I looked at George, and I just I, I had to stop singing because I got a little in my throat, and I gave him a cuddle. And he went, you all right, Dad? And I'm all right. Because I was wiping a tear away. I was like, oh, this is mint, man. This is mint, man. Which is just oh. what you want, man. John, did you when you when you heard, when you heard the the score coming uh, from Aston Villa? Um, <laughs> I must admit, I, when you see the goal and then you see the penalty they got to to get in front anyway, it, it, you you could you couldn't write the scripts for for to win the championship, could you? I'll tell you what, though, we had this season. I will say this: this season we had a lot of bad luck. This season, referees, this. Four decisions and um, not getting Robert Green and everything to go against us, like like they were against us. But like you just you just learn, and you just learn there. You couldn't write that script. Luck was on our side, and I tell you something: we deserve all the luck in the world. And when Villa got that equalising goal, my God. The whole place erupted. In fact, I had to hug one of the lasses there, sort of thing, and I was so happy, man. You know what I mean? Who had no one to 15, yeah, right? She used to see sick hold on her. And, um, my God, she nearly picked us up. And I'm six foot two. 15 is two on two, man. My God, I'll be better picking her up, man. Then again, if I did that, I'd probably break me back. But it's just absolutely fun. Fantastic, you know, it's just like when the like it's just like when the Champions League. But we're in the Premier League, we're back in the big time, and I hope that Rafa steers at the club. I'm not gonna be confident here. I think he will steer. If you look at the picture on Twitter, you might have done for him, Lee and Mike, all together on that yeah. picture. That tells us, right, that everything is rosy, everyone's happy. And I think that um Rafa is gonna get his way. He's going to get his way again. He don't, he don't need 150 million pound, though. Yeah. That's, what I, that's what I just said. They, needed, they don't need to be even saying how much money they're going to spend. They just need don't, to spend. Don't even you, tell us how much exactly. money you're going to spend. Because totally agree. That's going to, yeah, mess with, that's going to mess with clubs, and they're going to be like, well, we're going to ask for 100 million then. You know, for this player that would only cost ten, because they have 150 million, they're going to spend. Let's get it all, boys. Yeah, they don't. They don't need to be saying that type of stupid no. stuff. That I wouldn't be surprised one. that we get um, Andros Townsend. Is it after oh, I think he's number one on the list. Yeah, I think so, yeah. I think he's number one on the list, guys. I was so happy that Crystal Palace got its ass kicked because I want Crystal Palace to, like, lose lots because otherwise Townsend may think about staying in London. <laughs> yeah. You know, the, 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 <laughs> I want them just to get pounded. We could, we could still get relegated Crystal Palace. That yeah, would, like, literally... Uh, that's, Hoyt another hat-rick in there, still relegated, Newcastle champions, and Sam Allardyce relegated, I mean, 
I, I might, then I might just go back out and drink again so he gets relegated. I know, no joke. That would be a bet. A Sam Allardyce team relegated and, and Newcastle champions. Well, guys, it's been great. I've, uh, it's the afternoon. I've got to actually start my real job. I've got to go, go be a newspaper sports reporter. But uh, it's been great talking with you guys, and we'll, we'll, we'll pick it up on Monday again. And, hey, Newcastle's in the premiership, and they're champions. There's nothing, there's just, there's nothing wrong with this. Absolutely. I'm not going to say his name at the moment, but I'll tell you privately. But uh, I'm waiting to hear back. There could be a Newcastle player on Toontalk next Monday at 6. Chris, Chris, if you're going out in the boat, if you can find my voice anywhere, just send the button in the pools. <laughs> <laughs> I will see you gentlemen later. Talk to you later. Cheers next week, guys. Well, obviously, it's the end of the show. Uh, obviously, it's been fantastic having you all on. You've made my uh, week always really more joyful, and I really appreciate everybody being on. And uh, if, if we get Newcastle United play on next week, you'll all be on. I would like you to try and make arrangements uh, to be on at six so we can uh, ask questions of the Newcastle player. Uh, we'll obviously we'll work it between ourselves, but I'll let you know on that. But thanks so much, everybody, for being on the show. and. Uh, Hopefully next next week we'll be back on and uh, I'll have a Newcastle Night player that we can all talk to. Fantastic. Just put me on the phone for two hours, I'll keep entertained. If I can pull it off, it'll be very, very good. I'll find me I'm gonna I'm gonna actually just go out the house and find me voice. <laughs> Well, th- thanks, Lee. Thanks, John. Thanks, Lee. I'll on normally, and I'll, we'll catch you either next week or next season. But next week? thanks so much, lads. Take care. www.toontalk.co.uk and you'll be able to listen back to all the shows of this season. We could be back next week with a new Cashnetted player. I'll let you know ahead of the time. Thank you. Good night on a victorious weekend for New Cashnetted. We're back where we belong. 